to begin? Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you this. I'm going to start at an 11. I'm going to take it to about a 15 real quick. I liked beer. Still like beer. We drank beer. The drinking age, as I noted, was 18. So, and we, yeah, we drank beer. And I said, sometimes, sometimes probably had too many beers. Now, I am usually an optimist. I'm a keg is half full kind of guy. What do you consider to be too many beers? I don't know. Uh, you know, we, whatever the chart says. Uh. Well, guess what? I'm not backing down, you sons of bitches. I don't know the meaning of the word stop. We drank beer, so, so did I think the vast majority of, of people our age at the time, but in any event, we drank beer and still do. I was lifting weights with PJ and Squeeze. And Hansy Hank. Gangbang Greg. Which, you know, the liberal media is gonna find some way to spin. Have you ever passed out from drinking? I've, uh, passed out would be no, but I've gone to sleep, but, but I've never blacked out. That's the, that's the, the, the allegation. Uh, that's wrong. I like beer. I like beer. Okay, so I asked if you drank in high school and you said, I like beer 10 times. <laughs> that leads me to the next question. Did you ever drink too many beers? You mean, was I cool? Yeah. What do you guys give me if I kill that bird? Farber, that's a bald eagle. Get away, bald eagle! Yeah! Good evening, everyone. Hello. Oh, boy. She's coming in hot, that Petey. It's the word with Mike and Pete, GovsRadio.com. We are streaming live from the biggest and the baddest comedy club in the country. I don't know. I just I listened to B-Mail's uh, Sid Rosenberg interview on iTunes. I don't uh, know who that is. New York Sports Mafia. I don't Mafia. know who any of those people are. New York Sports Mafia. Who's Sid Rosenberg? Sid Rosenberg's on the fan. It's like midday or... Yeah, whatever. I don't but listen to AM radio or he does. no sports. He's a, he's a big sports radio guy, so uh, he called into the um, New York Sports Mafia. Oh, good for them. Yeah, it was cool. Um, that was a good get because it was a really good interview. It was like a 45 minute podcast of just mm. him on the phone. Speaking of the phone, this is the word Mike and Pete. We're here in our brand new season, season number two of the words. Uh, we'll get into a lot of stuff today. We have a bunch of phone calls lined up. And anyone that wasn't scheduled that's watching or listening on our YouTube live channel or on our Instagram live, give us a call 516 465 3990, 516 513 We take our phone calls live to the air. So don't feel like, uh, you know, I'm not going to interrupt our conversation, but you will be on immediately and ready to go. When I click you over, it's all you and all your questions and all your information. 
You could ask uh, me if uh, with this uh, camera angle, do, do I look more bald? Yeah, you want to see my Pete on, on the gram? Here's Pete on the gram. I'd prefer we didn't do that. Okay, well, I just swung it over really fast. <laughs> <laughs> our uh, our Facebook, I'm sorry, Facebook, our YouTube stream is up, and uh, our, I just realized the Gov's radio thing is way up there in the corner. We'll have to change that later. Our lower third is missing. See it? So it is. All up in the top right, but it says Gov's radio with our phone number, so if you're watching on YouTube, you can just go on there and find our information. Give us a call. Because Pete and I are going to be here all night, and uh, we don't have any scheduled guests, Pete. Um, it was uh, it's a tough night with the BCS Championship College Football Bowl. Is that a thing? And uh, we also wanted to start off our season two just like we start off season one, right? I mean, th- I think that was the ultimate goal. Sure. That our first show that we ever did here at Governor's Cup. Wow, I'm going to be doing that a lot tonight. Governor's Comedy Club uh, was just you and I. We started off with you and I the first night, and we just, you know, beers and bullshit and, and uh, talked a lot about what's going to happen on the show, and then we kicked it off. And so that's kind of the same process we're going to follow here for season number two, just bigger, badder. We expect a lot of great things here in 2019. Uh, I do want to, before we take to the phones and people are, are going to start calling in in just a minute, um, I do want to talk about the Hopped Up Network for a moment. Uh, the Jersey Beer guys was were able to secure the media coverage for the AC Beer and Music Festival. So they want to have somewhere around four to five podcasts uh, on the Hopped Up Network to populate Radio Row at the AC Beer and Music Festival on March 29th and 30th. It's a Friday, Saturday. There's three sessions, something like 150 breweries, 500 different beers. The Used is playing, um, and there's some other... Oh, God. Now I don't want to go. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we won't be by the music. Hey, podcast row, let's set you up right next to the main stage. I don't think they'll do that. But, uh, no, they. Uh, it's a might be a good opportunity for us. We're going to have to work out uh, some scheduling and stuff with the guys and the boys over there and see what we got. Um, and if we can make that happen, because that would be awesome exposure up and down the East Coast. Uh, I know some of them that are there are some that I've wanted to go back to and or haven't gone yet to. Uh, I was reading the list and said, wow, look at that beer list. Looking at it right now. Yeah. Uh, one of the ones that really stood out to me was Carton. I love Carton. Don't think I've ever had them. Yeah. Well, they, they're starting to trickle into Long Island. About a year ago, you had the uh, 0077 or 007XX or something like that. It's a zip code, I think. Um, and it's an IPA. Then they had a stout. Then they had a porter. And a couple things leaked up here. Um, one of the, the big things I saw over the weekend was the opening here locally of the Patchogue Beer Project. Excited. Their, uh, their uh, menu looks good, too, the beer menu. You saw that list, really right? really good. Yeah, I want yeah, so, to add down there. Yeah, check them out on Instagram, pa- uh, Patchogue Beer Project. I'm sure they have a Facebook page and all that other good stuff. Uh, we were both busy. We had other plans this weekend that we couldn't make a, a run out there. So we apologize for not being at the open. I saw a lot of uh, the bloggers and the reviewers out there uh, inked up. Um, or what is it, uh, Inked Beer Lover, yep. Rosemary. Yep. Um, uh, there's a couple others, bloggers that were out of Biz, Bizza. Sure. Yeah, there's a couple of guys from Long Island that you know made it a, a point to get out there and try some of the beers. And uh, all great, have, uh, great, great reviews I saw. And now they're uh, day two. They yeah. started a menu with uh, Patrick Burger Place. Nice. Or, uh, so the pairing, or they, they're just selling uh, you can buy a food, food truck from, and get yeah. pulled in there. Kind of like Hoptron. I mean, Hoptron was like that. Never been there. Yeah, was there uh, a couple weekends ago. Nice. And uh, uh, they had um, half and half. It was a other half and barrier uh, IPA, but mm. with a stout mix. I was crazy. Mm. It was so good. And so we went to Croxley's the next night in Farmingdale, and they oh, had it on Croxley's. the menu, but they ran out. So I was kind of pissed off that they didn't have that collab. I was one of my 
favorites that I had at Hopchon. So anyway, Hopchon allows you to bring in food, ah. uh, so you can order food in, or you can order food from them. There are uh, a lot of goddamn breweries here. What in Patchogue? No, or on Long Island. No, 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 on this. Uh, oh yeah, it's well over a hundred breweries. Crap. It's gonna be at the AC Beer Fest, Beer and Music Fest. So we appreciate the uh, guys from. That's where I was going with that, by the way. The uh, Hopped Up Network and the Jersey Beer guys for reaching out. It's been a great year for them, for us. Uh, Pete and I, um, we've we've had them. Uh, we were I was on their show. Pete was on Graz's show. Uh, you know, we've kind of spread out a little bit. I actually called into that uh, Northwest podcast. That guy comes and calls into us. We have a bunch of podcasts out there. Um, and, you know, Bitches and Brews, actually, were, they were live the other night. And I said, oh, cool, let me call in. I guess their Google phone that they had running didn't work right. I don't know what it was. But it's fine. Um, and so I, you know, said, if you guys, you know, can't, if I can't call into you, why don't you call into our show tonight? So we we'll, may expect them to call in. That'd be cool. Um, yeah. So anybody who wants Bitches to call in, 516-465-3990-516-513-0515. We're anxious to uh, spread out in 2019 and reach a lot more places throughout the country. We've had a lot of turnout from New Jersey. I myself went out to New Jersey uh, last weekend, and we uh, Where'd you hit? Cypress Brewing. Cypress oh, okay. Brewing in, I, it's not New Brunswick, but it's right there. I forget what the actual town is called. I'll have to ask them if they call in, which they should call in tonight. Um, they're scheduled to call in somewhere around, I believe, the 9 o'clock hour, so I can give them a little more time. And uh, they, they had some pretty good stuff, but the one thing I had is the one thing they had to go. Uh, it was a uh, it was a double or it was a dry hopped American pale ale with cranberries. It was great. I want to try that. That sounds really good. Mig wench, I think it was called, or something to that nature. And they can, there it goes. Yeah, they can uh, they can go ahead and, and give us all that information. Mm. I'm gonna do that for you, Pete, because I'm I'm a little under the weather tonight. Uh, for those people out there on the gram and and whatever, the, uh, I'm not feeling 100 percent tonight. So I'm not going to be drinking a hell of a lot of beer. I'm going to maybe just Very taste a few things here as long as you I don't feel more? sick. No, no, no. Right. Like, I barely am probably going to drink that. I just want the taste as I go through. Cheers. Oh, cheers, buddy. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy Season 2. Yeah, I think we're going we're gonna to make this happen. I think this is uh, uh, going to be a big year for us. We're going to go under some changes in the oh. studio. We're going to um, hopefully reach I, – I don't know if you saw, but there's another uh, cast festival with – yeah, uh, I'm gonna be the away. Brewers Collective. Brewers Collective. Are, yeah. I, yeah, I saw that. That was disappointing. Now is that over the uh, the break? February 16th. It's the break, right? Saturday before President's Day week. The Saturday of President's mm, Day weekend. Yeah, I think I'll be away too. A lot of uh, a lot of good brewers gonna be there. Uh, Barrage. Um, oh yeah, just go up. down the line. You got uh, Brick House. You got, um, of course, the uh, Brewers Collective. 1940s. <laughs> Spider Bites. Mm, uh, Spider Bite. They just produced something. Let's go down the list, actually. Barrage. 1940s. We'll talk about that in a second. Yeah. 1940s, Barn Shed, Barrage, Mm. Blind Bat. Got to email them. Yeah. Brickhouse, Dubco, Great South Bay, Greenport, Hopwinds. Yeah. Lithology, Mustache, North Fork, St. James, Spiderbite, and, of course, the Brewers Collective. Of course. uh, Indie Cask Fest 2019. Hmm. And, yeah, I saw that uh, that's one of several uh, collaborations I know uh, Steve and... um, Larry. Larry are mm-hmm. uh, working on. So, uh, this I'm actually really impressed I remembered that yeah, name. Me I too. can go through most of them, but like he was one of the ones I'm like... Larry Goldberg. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah, they have uh, a double out. Yeah. Uh, I really want to try that. I was, I, I was... There was a picture of it online, yeah, I think. It looks looked, really good. It looked great. I'm um, going to go grab some this weekend. Nice. There you go. Grab a crowler or two. Uh, I will, actually. All right. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, we're going to stay on uh, fa- oh, sorry, fa- I keep saying Facebook. We're not doing Facebook Live tonight. For Chachi? Yeah, we're going to stay on uh, YouTube stream. Uh, so if you're over on the gram and you want to, uh, yeah, <laughs> Dubco is the shit. Who is this? Oh, someone I don't know, but they're obviously looking right at us right now on Instagram Live. So that's pretty cool. Cheers, buddy. He can't. can't, can't oh, he can't, can't see from behind both From cameras behind cameras. On? Yeah, you can't do a split screen of both cameras, I'm which split. is something Apple should probably invent, right? I'm just That'd be cool. An idiot. That, right? Back and forth, split screen, you and I. I probably would. It's like, make it a mad. i got a fan. <laughs> you see, it's on the <laughs> Yes Network. Uh, yeah, so uh, we got a bunch. Cheers, brother. Um, Cheers. We got a bunch of stuff that's going to be happening. Um, yeah, just uh, if you're over on the Instagram page, head over to the YouTube stream. Go on to YouTube, type in the Word Podcast, and uh, we'll pull up, and you'll see our live feed from there. I got to uh, clear my phone so I can take phone calls from uh, the phone and, and cue people into what we're doing. So just breaking down the fourth wall, we're going to have to stop going live from just a moment, all right? We'll see you in a little a bit, link, Instagram. Link in our bio for... Okay, yeah, there you go. Link in our bio for the link for the YouTube, the Gov's radio stream, everything. Peace. All right, well, there you go. Goodbye. Is it weird I feel more comfortable if that's off? Yes. <laughs> it is. That's a little weird. <laughs> we had a, a bunch of people look in on this. Art Man was uh, taking a peek. He, uh, I talked to him, actually, over the break. He sent me a, a nice little text message about aliens taking people with big dicks and, and all this oh, stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So that was fun. And, uh, yeah, we had uh, a bunch of – oh, here we go. Listening along to the Word of Podcast, going to be calling in soon. Sweet. Ontario, yes. So the uh, Brewster lady. That's uh, it. Yeah, that was the other one. I couldn't think of it before. I reached out to her. I know we haven't hit Canada yet. Canada. And it's, there's so much going on, especially up in the uh, metropolitan areas up there. Yes. That I- I'm very interested in what's going on. I don't think we'll be able to get beers through customs to do trades, though. Do you think? Are people doing that? I don't know if I, I want to try. Why? It's just Canada. I mean, I'm already well. I'm it's already not like Mexico, where you think ne- there's gonna be dirty needles oh, no in there. No, no, no. Just like I'm just worried from a knock from the postal service because every you know, right? Every time I go there, they're like, "Oh, is there any uh, liquids or uh, anything here?" No. <laughs> <laughs> What's, what, when you have you done beer trades lately? I we the last one we did um, we did with Blonde Brew and and we sent her down stuff and I never. What did you say when you mailed stuff it? Back. When they asked if there was any liquids in there, what did you tell them was in there? I didn't. I said no. Oh, okay. I just lied. I don't give a shit. The first two <laughs> times I did UPS and I did. Yeah. Uh, they asked you what is in there. Okay. And I just told them electronics. Yeah. Um, yeah. You might as well. Yeah. Just it's it's parts. <laughs> That's yeah. why it's heavy. Yes. <laughs> I mean, some people put like nerds and shakeable candies in the box. So if someone goes to shake it, they don't hear the liquid shake, but they hear the candy shake. That's a good so idea. So they're like, oh, okay, it's plastic or it's M&Ms yeah, 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 or yeah. something like that. I think people do that with uh, medical marijuana stuff as well when Maybe they want to ship those stick. across. A rain stick. Yes. I don't know where I pulled that from. That's correct. In elementary school. Music. With some ancient uh, tribal etchings on it. Sure, why not? Yes, sir. American I mean, if you're going to get a rain stick, you might as well get a good American one. Indians were the best. Did they ever go up to Canada? Were they up the... Uh, well, they're all, I mean... I, I don't know my history like that. There wasn't like a that. Canada. Right. Well, there was, there <laughs> is, but there was an area that we considered... Are, are there Canada. indigenous people from Not Canada? now. I just mean back then. They were up yeah. in Canada. Yeah, you know, all over the place, right? All That's over why North we had America. the French and Indian War. That's true. Yeah. France. Viva la France. Yeah. Nah, I, don't know. I don't care about France. They suck. <laughs> Home of uh, turtlenecks. I don't know. We had a lot of turtlenecks, no? I don't know. They smoke a lot. Yes. We oui, we. Oui. A lot All of cigarettes. Right. Well, that's what I was saying. I watched Super Troopers too, oh, and the amazement okay. part of how much they knew some of the French 
up in Canada? Well, there's uh, so one pro- Canada is made up of several provinces. Mm-hmm. Uh, the closest one to us being uh, Quebec. Oh, uh, I wish I didn't feel this way. I would drink the shit out of that. It's really goddamn That's good. That's really good. We'll get yeah. to that in a moment. Go ahead. Uh, so Quebec is uh, bilingual. So uh, everywhere in Canada, uh, all the signs are bilingual. Yes, correct. Yep. Um, Which made the plot of Super Troopers 2 that much more right. like realistic in a way. But Montre- in uh, <coughs> in Quebec, they, um, they most people speak French. I used to go skiing up there and yeah. get yelled at by some guy because yeah. I didn't speak French. Et parlez-vous français? I spoke a little. Jacques Pousteau, Grey Poupon. I know how to say it. I Quebec. That's what they were saying. I, I like their little. Yeah, they, yeah In the yeah. teaser trailer, that one was pretty good. I took like six or seven years of French, and all I can remember to say is like, "Hi, my name's Pete. How are you? I am a pineapple." <laughs> <laughs> you are a pineapple. That's a good probably one, Pete. about all I can muster <laughs> on short notice. This is the word Mike P. Give us a call, 516-465-3990, 516-513-0515. We're just breaking down some I stuff prob- that— I promise I won't speak French. All right, that's fine. <laughs> well, maybe we'll get uh, the <laughs> the brew lady to talk Brewster about— Brewster lady? Brewster lady, thank you. She's on the West Coast. Probably doesn't— Oh, yeah, that's right. right? It's She's in uh, Vancouver? Yeah. No, Area. Ontario. That's still Ontario? mid to west, I believe. Midwest. Well, we'll get it from her. We'll, right. we'll figure it out from her. I'm terrible at geography. Yes. Um— so, and it's one of the things, like I said, we wanted to do in 2019 is kind of reach out a little further from our local area, which is exploding, and find out what's going on. Pete and I do travel enough in our lives that we uh, always not are looking enough. F- Not enough. So I'm going to down to Naples. Um, I heard. Going down to Naples in a few weeks, and I'm going to be there for almost a week. And uh, the first thing I do, obviously, is check out- You're n- checking a bag, right? I don't know. You are now because you can. It's the only way to send beer. You back. can send beer back in your check luggage. I don't know. I don't, so I, found I think out. we are. I think we are. I think we're going to combine a bunch of bags between the kids and my wife and myself. Leave empty space for beer. Right. Of course. No. No. We're going to pack light, and I'm going to bring a lot in my carry-on. <laughs> pack real light, and uh, yeah, I want to bring some stuff back. I don't know how much can that the breweries that I was looking at have. They have growlers. They have crowlers. So maybe I'll bring back a couple of crowlers, but hopefully yeah. it's not enough time. I'll wait till the end of the week to. Grab the crowlers and, and bring it back. Yeah, it'll be fresh for a little while. Yeah, it'll be fine. Speaking of which, I grabbed some crowlers from Smallcraft over the uh, vacation as well. Nice. So we haven't done a show since December 10th? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, because the second uh, Monday that we were going to do it in December was falling right before Christmas. It was been Christmas Eve. I wasn't coming in here. N- no, 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 no one was going to ask anybody to. That'd be ridiculous. <laughs> um, so then we went, and then we had to wait another so often uh, this week because of New Year's break and how it landed and, uh, yeah, so that's why we've kind of been out of the studio for almost 20 days again. Feels good to be back. It does. You know, you and I um, are, are back in here, going to reach out to people throughout the country and hopefully the world at this point. You want to be worldly. Um, I did try to contact somebody over in England because apparently in some of the metropolitan areas there, there's a craft beer explosion happening there. Uh, Sydney, Australia. We're trying to get an outlaw from uh, Germany. <laughs> an outlaw? Uh, I can never remember the name of the German beer purity law. Mm. But that's, oh yes, that's still a thing. Yes, no, I agree. <laughs> I know, and which is, which yeah, is just fine. He'll, you're gonna look it up while of we do it. Of course, I am. Um, and yeah, so we're we're gonna try to do that throughout this season. Uh, we have so many more breweries here on Long Island, though, oh, Pete, Lord. that I, we have to go through. Can I try and pronounce this? Go ahead. Let me hear. This, it. Yeah, uh, go. Ryan Heights, think about. God bless you. Exactly. And stop cursing on our radio show. It's been uh, on the books <laughs> uh, for 302 years. 302. 1516 by Duke Wilhelm the Fourth of Bavaria. So uh, fuck you, Duke Wilhelm. Yeah, for f- fucking it all up already. They're setting the precedent of fuckery. 
Uh, yeah, so we, like I said, we have a, a lot of breweries locally that we still have to get through. I mean, yes. we really haven't even cracked the surface. No, I mean, think about what mainly, we've had. Uh, like when I was reading that, uh, uh, that, uh, the Cast Fest, uh, yeah. list there, is a uh, few people I definitely want to get it. Blind Bat, uh, been here really, forever. Yeah, they've been around for a very long time. They predate a lot of the, the, uh, breweries that have functional tap rooms yeah. at this point. Which is funny in and of itself. Yes, but, <laughs> they, but they 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 predate like a lot of that. To them and have have them come down. Right, absolutely. So, and I, I hear good things. And uh, I've had some of their beer at festivals. Never been disappointed. Very good. They had like a darker IPA, non traditional, non hazy. But that was back when hazies weren't around, really. So it yeah. didn't really make a difference. Um, I do have something I want to bring up a little later about root and branch and price gouging here on oh, the island. We have to really talk, talk about, about that. that? I think so. I thought I that think. was a third rail topic. I didn't want to bring that whole third thing. rail. What I is that? Know. Well, we'll bring it up because I one of the uh, yeah, no, you know, groups I, I want to get in is Root and Branch because of their so un- they're so unique as being a nomadic brewery, one well, that travels in, near you. Yes, they are. They're going to be, I believe, in Copeg. Maybe they'll spout a branch. So that would be unbelievable. <laughs> and to have something local that I can get to, and imagine just just the Long Island Railroad now. Uh, you know, Amityville, Copeg, Lindenhurst. And Babylon, if you want to count Secatog being right outside the town, literally right outside the town, you got um, four or five breweries right on that stop. That's a South Shore yeah. you know, hub now. Now you can start saying those three little, four little towns make up a hub on Long Island, like a Patchogue or like a Medford or, or uh, not Medford, Holbrook, like a, uh, what's the other one I'm thinking of? Out East at Riverhead. So yeah, I mean, it's going to be something like that. And originally, if you recall, they wanted to make uh, like a incubator. Yeah, out that of the was old one of the good Corvette Chuck, shop. Chuck Schumer wanted yeah. to do. Smart idea, Chuck. <laughs> unless so, they, so then they they went. So who's paying for the uh, damage cleanup of all the stuff that they dumped into? Literally, just it was an old paint factory, and they just dumped everything into the ground. There's a super fun site uh, about a ten minute walk from my house, or really? it was. It was a super and they cleaned fun it site. up. Yeah, they used to make aircraft there during uh, in the, like the forties and the 50s. Bethpage, the Grumman. Oh, what are you talking about then? Which place? Uh, so you know, uh, if you go up the street from my house, there's that park. Okay. So they're expanding the park. The expansion of the park to is, cover used over to be an old. <laughs> so they had to clean it up, and now it's well, a. Sounds uh, terrible. Sorry. Yeah. Be, uh, there's uh, soccer fields and shit up there now, and yeah, that, it used that's to be a super fun site. So you're going to be playing soccer on an right. old toxic waste dump, pretty much. Farmingdale actually has. Uh, there, there were several aircraft companies that. Uh, that's why Republic Air right, correct, Air, absolutely. Airport is there. So, and if you remember, right where like the Stu Leonard's was, yeah, back when we were kids in high school, that was a huge factory. Yeah, huge factory, and they tore the that remains down. Remains of one of those is still there too. Is it? Oh, They're on the other side of the tracks. On the other side, yeah, on the side of tracks. Because they used to have a conveyor that would go over right. um, J- uh, Hempstead Turnpike, because that's the old Hempstead Turnpike there, right? That goes through. I know yes. it's not Hempstead Turnpike, yes. but it's yes, it called. Is. Yep. Yep. Uh, Conklin. No, it's, yeah, Conklin, correct. Yeah. As it goes through Farmingdale. Right. And they used to have like a huge conveyor belt that went over so they could feed the trains that would pull up on that train track. The uh, uh, It's getting very off topic, but mm. the uh, so there's the museum there, the uh, American Air Power Museum. Yeah, yeah. At Republic Airport. And uh, they have, I think they're up to everything now, but they have a, uh, a model, not a model, um, an example mm-hmm. of every plane that was built on Long Island. Wow. So, so they've satisfied the entire set. Have, uh, uh, let's see. They have an A10, an F105, a Republic F105, okay. Fairchild A10, yeah. uh, Grumman F14, a Grumman, no, uh, Republic F111, uh, okay. a Grumman uh, EA6B Prowler. Uh, aviation is something I'm obviously Ooh, more of a nerd about. I like about, that. So, That's quite um, cool. 
and but, and then they're full size, right? They're not. The, these were these were planes that were in use uh, and they are retired, so they have their uh, any of their uh, avionics uh, engines and armaments are removed. But uh, right, yeah, obviously you can't have live ammunition some, some sitting the, on the. Some of the older examples uh, are um, still functional, so they have some uh, some World War II era stuff that I've uh, seen that. Yeah, they yeah. still fly every now and then. But all, all the stuff from Vietnam and, and forward is all uh, uh, non functional, so no engines anymore. Right. To bring that all back around for the beer element, uh, there is a festival going on here on Long Island on, in February called Hops and Props. Hops and Props is happening at the Cradle of Aviation uh, over Another by cool Nassau Coliseum, Nassau Community College area. It's nice, right? It is. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, was, was there, cool still there with camp um, uh, when they when I was the assistant director of a camp, and um, it's it's awesome, very interactive. A lot of cool, like, movies, 3D stuff. Blast. Yeah, just jumping in and out of cockpits and such. Yeah. <coughs> Full-size awesome. cockpits uh, yeah. set up. They very, have, very uh, cool. Some stuff from the uh, the lunar landing. Yes. Um, big warehouse. Like, a, um, not a warehouse. What do you call it? A uh, uh, the, the big airfield building. What hangar. do you call it? Hangar. Thank you. Well, I can't, well, fucking, <laughs> I'm, well, that's, I'm not that's, feeling well, please. It's near Roosevelt Field. Right. Which is another iconic uh Space and uh, yes. in the uh, I mean, again, when we were kids, I remember Roosevelt Field Raceway. Oh, yeah, Roosevelt I watched Field them tear, where, it, uh, tear it down. Charles Lindbergh took off, of on course, the first transatlantic flight. In fact, some of those air uh, strips are still sitting in the back of Nassau Community's parking lot. How about that? Actually, most of the parking lot was the airfield, <clears throat> and then if you go into the uh, I'm gonna try the east side of Nassau Community College behind all these bushes and stuff, if you went through there. There was an, uh, a landing area mm. that was still intact that they haven't developed on or knocked down or broke up. So that was kind of cool. If you go through that area with the history uh, of aviation here on Long Island, um, they try to kind of link it into beer, to be honest with you, because there's stuff going on all the time at some of these venues that match up beer with, you know, really cool history. I mean, and what, stuff. you know, uh, I would love it. better with beer than trying to fly an airplane. Right. <laughs> or, or learning about <laughs> history. I think that's where they were going with that. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so Pete and I cracked a beer here tonight. Uh, I, I, I'm going to apologize ahead of time for all the people watching, but I'm not feeling all that well. So drinking beer is a terrible idea. I'll but I am going to taste it along the way and have a few sips just to get the flavor and essence. So give me a little bit about so what happened here and where you get this. This is something I got uh, from buddy at work, Marty, uh, Go Fast uh, Apparel. Uh, Marty. Oh, he's the Go Fast guy. He's Go Fast. Ah, yes, okay. Yes. Thanks, Marty, buddy, on Instagram. Uh, go Fast guy. I got you. He uh, races. So he has a- uh, In Texas? In Texas. He has that's a Camaro cool. that's um, autocross, I believe, is the class of car. So he has a uh, uh, Camaro okay. that he's- Done, uh, dumped way too much money in, uh, yeah. but uh, he's also into the craft beer scene, so we do some trades every now and then. Nice. So we got from Rar and Sons Ugly Pug Black Lager and Ugly Pug. He sent me a couple things from Rar. P U G H. Great. Yeah. Um, so what's what? Give me a little breakdown on what this is. It's uh, it's a black lager, aka Schwarz beer. Schwarz. Uh, We've got the Schwarz. I am a huge fan of. I love that style. Um, obviously dark in color. It's actually lighter <laughs> in color than some of the other ones I had, like the uh. The shipwrecked from um, uh, Long Beach. Oh yeah, yeah. It's a little lighter in color than that. It's a little, definitely lighter because um, it's something that. But all it's almost like a brown, which oh. that's not the phone. I'm, I'm testing out the lines oh, to make okay. sure they work because people are saying they tried to call but they they couldn't. And I'm telling you right now, I just made both phone calls. 
to both lines, and they both work. So 516-465-3990, 516-513-0515 is the number. And Pete put the uh, thing back on the lower third there. Thanks, buddy. Yep. Appreciate and uh, Yeah, I don't know. I like uh, Schwartz beer because it's uh, one of those darker beers that – it's not very heavy. I agree. Yeah, so I agree. And always has uh, this roasty, yep. chocolatey, but not like ink. Not yes, not. And it's I not like, like ink. you're drinking again. It's not. Doesn't taste like a. Looks like a stout. Mm. Doesn't taste like it at all. Almost like cosmetics. Cosmetics comes in in that brown. Okay. Or Killian or something of that. You know, uh, variety. So that is it, it, it. But it doesn't have that flavor at all. Yeah, it's, I liked it. But uh, nice. I've liked uh, most of the stuff I've had from Rar. They have. Um, uh, I was selfish with one of them, so mm-hmm. the other, uh, he sent me another one from RAR. Um, I just want to take a look at the can art. I love can art. Their can art's pretty cool. Oh, yeah. That looks nice. Yeah. Um, 5.5, it comes in at, yeah. They have a Mexican lager that's really good. Paleta de Mango. So it's um, Mexican Same lager. Same thing from RAR? Yep, from yeah. RAR. Flavored with uh, mangoes and chili peppers. It's and in it's Fort Worth, great. Texas. Yeah, we uh, we my wife's been down there a few times, um, but- has come back with different ones. I like this. This is really good. Yeah, Rar makes good shit. Dark in color, light in body, notes of caramel, chocolate, coffee, roast them all. Boom. That's exactly what I taste. Exactly. They, yeah. they nailed yep. it on the head. Yeah, I like uh, Schwarzbier. I, I like that word, a.k.a. Schwarzbier. Yeah. Let's see. What are the other ones? I've had a couple things from them. Um, yeah, if you're traveling down to uh, the Texas-Fort Worth area, I would highly recommend grabbing some Rar. This oh, is uh, I, I wasn't a huge wonderful. fan of the, uh, the other one I had from them. Uh, Adios uh, Pantalones. I really wanted it because oh, yeah. of the name. Yeah, I like. I, I you brought that in, me. didn't you? Yeah, yeah. I was was was. We not had a it fan. at your Cinco de Mayo party. Yeah, I believe. was not a was not a fan of that. No, one, we ended up drinking but... a lot more uh, Isla del Fuego or yeah. Isla del Fuego. I like that's from uh, Dan. Yep, but um, the um, yeah, the Paleta de Mango is good shit. Yeah, I gotta try the rest of this. I had Iron Thistle from them. There, Scotch okay. Ale. That yeah, was pretty good. All right, I'll take that. Um, but they have cool can art. They have uh, good sounding beers. There's if you go to their website, there's a picture of uh, Santa shitting down a chimney. <laughs> <laughs> so. That's great. That's crazy. But now they've they've kind of uh, similar uh, marketing to Montauk, <laughs> where the cans Color. are all different colors. Yeah. I, like I think it. a lot of people picked up on it. It's simple. I like it. No, it is, and that's you know that's what uh, Scott said. You know, Scott from Long Island said it's a brilliant marketing campaign. Oh yeah, it's a line that says "Come as you are," and it's a color that tastes like the color. Yeah, and it's, that's it. And then you know what you're and getting. Actually, coincidentally, that's what I'm sending to Marty next. Is some stuff from, I'm going to send oh, yeah. him uh, three, the, three and red, the arrow, red arrow. Arrow, arrow, and yeah, and the uh, and the fact that it's nine ninety nine a six pack, not fourteen something uh, or eighteen for a four Martin. pack. So uh, with that said, I want to tell you, maybe Nux is listening tonight, or, or Maddie uh, went in to visit uh, Nucky, Nikki Nux, our correspondent from Queens and Brooklyn, and uh, we hit up three different breweries one day, uh, and then the next day we hit some Long Island ones. Oh, I did. I was saying small craft before and, yep. and whatnot, but let me tell you a little bit about the uh, adventure in Queens. So uh, you know, we were looking for like a hub, an area where we could travel to a few, maybe not walk, but just travel to a few within a- Uber it up. No, no, no. We drove because we were only going to have a beer oh, okay. at each. And I was really, it's all about, you know, just tasting and then to go. I wasn't getting hammered. You didn't um, swish and spit. I could have. That's what she said. <laughs> Giggity. Giggity. Uh, so we went over and we started at Finback. I met him at Finback. A uh, small little place right there nestled into uh, this nice little area, actually. It's a really nice neighborhood, mm-hmm. um, which makes it more difficult to park and to kind of get what you want. They uh, they just had opened, so they're um, not the not in the world, but just for the day. You know, we got there right at the opening for the day. 
And they had, uh, I would say, probably 12 different cans for sale, ranging from everything. I mean, stouts, porters, IPAs, variants of IPAs. They had a Brute. Uh, we Ooh. had the Brute. We had it. We had it. It was the blue can. No, I'm sorry. We take that. We had the Krolch. Okay. We had the Krolch. I brought it in for one of our tastings. Um, and it was solid. I think they had the Krolch, too, um, mm. which I've had already. And uh, I, like I said, just a really good uh, selection, almost like going to a mini beer store, but mm. all their beer. Then they I had to try some... another brewed IPA. I really like the one from um, Harborhead. From Harborhead. Yeah, I like that a lot. There's another one I just saw out there that someone was making that they were uh, experiment. Maybe it's other half or something mm. like that. Someone was doing something. Um, it's hard to. We follow so many people just I because know. I want to see what's going on yeah, all the yeah, time. Yeah. How many breweries do you think out of out of those five thousand people we follow are actual breweries? I'd say 4,000. I, I, well, I don't know about that. But no, trust me. I'm the one that follows it. most of them. And yeah. every time I find a brewery, if you hit the arrow down, you can find out other accounts that are like that right, in right. the area that they're in. So if I find something from Louisiana, okay, right? So then I'll follow that brewery. I'll drop down the thing, and I'll look through the list of, of what's in the area, what's related. Um, and I'll just follow every brewery that's on there because I'm always interested in what everyone's mm. doing. And what they've done is uh, on Instagram is they've – actually stopped doing um, the way they used to organize things for you was in order of time, what the most current post was. So right now, the, our, my third post on a feed is from two days ago. So it's not really that. You know, it, it's not about the, the recency of the post anymore. Now it's about the trending of it. And so we get the most popular stuff up front. So if you want to find something from something a little less popular, you do have to go out and try to search it. Um, and I don't know if you guys you know, also saw Long Beach is in the midst of constructing and building their concretes in. They're ready to go. They're putting things together. I did reach out and, and say, congratulations, everything looks great. What's the matter? No, I oh, you look. gave it that look. No, no, no. I want to look at their account. Yeah, yeah. Look at their account because they put some... Uh, some videos up and uh they're showing you what they're working on so it's pretty cool so anyway uh we went over to finback and had a beer grabbed some stuff to go i brought that stuff here with me today uh we got ultramarine which is a double dry hop and then we brought uh grapefruit crush which is a single uh with a sort of a tart grapefruit flavor but i don't think there's actually grapefruit juice in it i think it's just straight up the way they uh, the prepared profile. the hop profile right which is awesome i love i do like that one of the first ones that i've had um, like Castaway from Kona did that, and it was unbelievable. I love that beer. So we uh, picked up our stuff from Finback and went on to, uh, where do we go to next? Uh, yes, Bridge and Tunnel. Rich and the uh, Bridge and Tunnel um, members uh, were all there. Everyone was kind of hanging out. This was a Saturday, fairly early in the afternoon. And, uh, wow, what a great place, man. The stuff they have on tap was awesome. I grabbed some of the Chipotle Porter to bounce out of there with, and, and the people who I've let taste it and give it to, they're very surprised. They're expecting, you know, Chipotle, like spicy. But no, it's kind of like this really subdued, at the end of the, the mouthful kind of uh, spice that really brings out the porter, smokiness. Mm. It's almost smoky, rather than being like spicy, hot mm. on your tongue. Um, I thought it was great, and I've had it before. I think I got it at Kobex Fine Fair, and then ended up uh, getting it right from them. And we had another, uh, some sort of other stout there. He does dark beers really, mm. really, really well. And the place is tiny, man. You know, in Brooklyn, space is, uh, is... Oh, yeah. Costly. Very costly. I mean, it's... How big of a system do they have? I didn't... I, he was busy. He's, he's running the whole thing himself. Mm. Dude, he's, he's like... 
a crazy man behind the taps. Boom, 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 boom. He's, he's washing the glassware in a sink like a bartender. He's got people on the floor. He's bringing popcorn over. He's doing everything. Mm-hmm. Um, it looked like they had about three fermenters. If I'm not sure which one was which, but there it is. Uh, those fermenters were brewing. I mean, he's con- he said he was constantly brewing stuff. Uh, constantly stuff is going to go on the rotation and back on taps. And, you know, some of the most popular stuff is there. And we'll pick up my story in just a moment. Right now we have somebody on the phone. So we're with Mike and Pete. Who am I talking to? Oh, hi. Um, it's Miss Lady. I'm calling you guys from Ontario. Wow. How are you from Canada, eh? Thank you very much for calling into the show. Uh, we follow you. You've commented a couple times on some of our posts. We appreciate that. And we're really just... Uh, oh, no problem. Um, I'll give you the big plug later at the end so everyone can follow you. But tell us a little about the beer scene up there. We were talking at the beginning of the show today of uh, of you know our, our reach here on Long Island and then beyond has been getting better and better. We see an explosion here, but we're really not in it you know, outside of this country or really even outside of the eastern seaboard. So... Give us a little rundown of, of how the scene is up by you. Um, so, Ontario, the craft beer scene is exploding. Um, it, between Ontario and Quebec, it pretty much accounts for 50% of the Canadian beer scene. Like, we at least have half the brewery. Jesus. Um, recently, like, especially in Ontario, I'd say one of the big uh, influential breweries mm-hmm. is Bellwoods. A lot of people who traveled up here have been recommended to them. Really? Um, they definitely influence uh, the huge sour scene that is right now. So it started kind of with kettle sours, and I feel like it's uh, definitely progressing towards barrel-aged sours. Mm. Um, is that kind of what their specialty is, is doing those uh, you know, sour beers or gozas or things like that? Well, they have a really great reputation for all of the beers they make. Um, so they make a lot of fruit sours. Their famous one is uh, Jelly Jelly King, and they've had many varieties of that. Mm. And I feel like a lot of the surrounding breweries, like it's definitely blowing up in Toronto. They're a Toronto brewery. Um, I live in Guelph. I work for Royal City Brewing. And Guelph's been a town, too, that even though it's a small town, has, you know, already has like five different... Uh, breweries, has had other breweries, hmm. um, there's definitely a lot of surrounding breweries, and um, I think all these surrounding breweries, these new ones that have been innovative, innovative, have caught up to the trend and kind of propelled it and kept it going by also making their own versions. That's awesome. I, I, you know, just so interesting of how other towns go about their, their journey, you know, their story and how it, it ends up exploding because of one brewery. What would you say the name of that brewery was again? So I work at uh, so the I work at Royal City Brewing. The brewery I was talking about is from Toronto. They're Bellwoods Brewing. Oh, uh, Bellwoods, yeah. I definitely know what you talk about. You're talking about because even in Guelph, like we always kind of had a place on the beer map. Like mm-hmm. we have Sleeman's in town, and uh, there's a lot of history there, especially with Prohibition and um, yes. them being one of the older uh, breweries. And then we also are the home of Canada's oldest independent brewery, uh, microbrewery, it's Wellington. Wellington, yes, I've heard of that one. Yeah. So for a long time, it was those breweries, and there wasn't really, I wouldn't say it was a huge craft beer scene, but it was definitely like they made, they had their independent uh, beers. Mm-hmm. Um, I work in Royal City, and then, um, so we opened up, and then all of a sudden, I just felt like in Guelph alone, 
all the breweries started, like, coming out of their shells, basically, and connecting with one another, doing collabs, like, definitely not a competitive scene. I feel like every time a new craft brewery opens, it's just an opportunity for everybody to work together on something or another brewery to uh, come to the Cast Festival. Right. Yeah, yeah. Tell us a little bit about Royal City, uh, since you're, you know, part of that. What do you do for them? And, uh, you know, give us a little background on that brewery. So it opened four and a half years ago. I just got I got to stop you for one sec because the phone goes in and out. M- must be the uh, the northern lights up there. Oh yeah, no, oh, I'm not that far north. <laughs> you were you were, you were phasing out a little bit, so I was wasn't getting those last few lines. Just uh, go back to you know what what you said about the history and what were they were going through. So basically, two there you friends. Go. Hey, how are you? <laughs> That's it. They just wanted to make their own beer. Okay. And they're really loyal to Guelph. They have some fond memories from going to university here. Uh, we're a big university town. Right. And um, yeah, so they opened up this brewery, and then it just kind of like you know it created. Uh, well, it was just happening at a time where the craft beer scene was exploding around here. Yeah, right place, right time. Of, yeah. Tell me a so, um, yeah, one of our um, front of house managers, he actually uh, teaches the Perdome classes. So oh. down there, there's um, you have uh, your Cicerone, mm-hmm. and up here we have Perdome, which is your beer, uh, your beer education course that's uh, highly standardized. You think and, it's just uh, a, a, a difference in name, or there's actually different stuff that's taught from each? Oh, you know what? <laughs> I've done both. They're very similar. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I think it's just what's common to the area that mm-hmm. you're, yeah, you're working at a brewery or dealing with beer. Right, of course. Yeah, so, um, yeah, so Royal City just basically, they um, they try to keep up with the trends, the uh, new innovative stuff, um, and but especially to try to make a lot of beers true to style. So, tell so me sometimes that. people get lost from that, right? And you still want to have a good example of an Oktoberfest or yeah, a good example of, of what a Doppelbock is. And you got to have those staples in there. Yeah. I'm oh, on... absolutely. And we have a few Germans working at the brewery, so. <laughs> well, that helps. I'm yeah. on the, the, uh, the website now, and there, there's, some, there's a few things on here that sound really interesting, like the, uh, the hibiscus saison. Can you, can you talk a little bit about that one? Well, yeah, I saw that you guys posted about a hibiscus beer you had recently. Yes, true. So it was literally, I think it was like the first year we were open, and um, they were just, you know, we were a very innovative brewery collaborating with people. We collaborated with a tea lady, a lady who sold gourmet teas. Right. So we made two beers. Um, We made the hibiscus saison, and we made an Earl Grey porter. And because it was just a new, unique thing, it sold out. Well, hibiscus, there seemed to be like a... Seasonal demand, like every, no matter what season, it was high in demand. And every time we made a batch, it sold right out. Earl so Grey sounds that awesome. Grey, that so, that well, Earl Grey porter funny. sounds dope. What's what's the process there? Are you just like brewing it. the, uh, are you steeping the tea in the, uh, yep, the work, just, the hot work? We dry hop it. Yeah. We just dry hop Earl Grey. Um, and, you know, what's so funny about this beer is we, like, actually, behind the scenes, we have a list of memes where we joke about people asking for the Earl Grey folder. <laughs> because we keep it seasonal, yeah. it feels like when it's not on the shelves, like every other 
time people are asking about it. And it actually is coming out this week. Nice. And it's actually a big deal. <laughs> like, probably are, like, ironically, big claim to fame, even though maybe, um, like, the head brewer, he would prefer to make, like, a classic style. Mm-hmm. It's ironic that something like Earl Grey Porter is something that everybody's talking about. And, yeah, yeah, I'm looking at one of the stories on your social media for the Hibiscus Saison. Great artwork. I love different kinds of artwork, and it just looks very traditional, but yet very modern. So that is Kai. Um, Kai has been our original graphic designer from the beginning, and cool. honestly, I think it was one of the most awesome things they did as a brewery was to stick with the same uh, graphic artist. Mm-hmm. She really has created such an imagery for what a beer, like she, she gives life to what the beer tastes like with her pictures. Nice. Um, she's actually kind of a little bit of a, I would consider her a local celebrity here as well. <laughs> okay. She did so many different projects. She's actually worked for a lot of different um, breweries too. And um, she releases like a free publication around town as well. Right. Yeah, she's responsible for all of the artwork. Uh, her name is Kai Sepulis. And uh, her. Sounds her sultry. She was too. <laughs> What a sultry yeah. name. I'll <laughs> <laughs> uh, make sure she, I... I yeah, let her know. Let her know. <laughs> the, the, the boys of the wolf, the, the word, think uh, her name is very sultry. <clears throat> yeah, she's done everything from the beginning. She kind of created created the uh, standardized cool. label for us. Yeah. And so yeah. Uh, what are your, your flagships? What do you guys do year-round? What are your standard styles? So I always say our flagship beer is Smoked Honey Brown Ale. Okay. It was one of the first beers that was on our list and it's been consistent since. Okay. That alongside Hibiscus. So up here we have the LCBO. Um, If you, in Ontario, you have to sell your beer at the exact location you make it. Okay. Or you can sell it through the beer store or the LCBO. Those are both, um, like, specific agencies that can sell the beer. Right. Um. Unlike, you know, down there where you can buy it at different gas stations. Oh, um, Smoked Honey and Hibiscus have been our two staples that are very, really popular in the LCBO. Okay. Um, the Smoked Honey is kind of a hybrid between uh, like an English brown ale and a Vienna lager. And I call it a gateway smoked beer because, um, well, uh, we have some Germans working at the brewery and we've, we have a Rauch beer that we've made. This, I feel like, is a good stepping stone to someone who's maybe not ready for for a full frontal, like, smoked beer. Yeah. Um, Can the you honey say that style again? Oil. Yeah. You, you had oh. a very German, uh, you know, accent in there, and I think being around the German brewers has uh, rubbed off on you a little bit. But what was that style called again? A Rauch beer. Rauch? Rauch? Rauch. So Rauch. it's uh, R-A-U-C-H. R-A-U-C-H. I have not had that style before. Can you what so, what uh, what what is that style? Can you talk about that? So it's a smoked beer. So okay. usually fifty percent of the malt bill will be some type of smoked malt. Okay. We specifically use uh, Beechwood smoked malt, and it the best way to describe it is it tastes like a campfire in your mouth. Huh, this that sounds is a awesome. Beer that would pair perfectly with a nice sausage. That sounds weird, but sausages like smoky flavors are meant to <laughs> yeah. be paired with food. That would be this is a beer that will make you hungry. Oh. Yeah. Well, to be honest, I haven't really eaten anything since breakfast, if that, and so that is kind of making me a little hungry. Maybe I'm starting to feel better, (laughs) thinking about all this delicious beer and food. I think smoked honey is a gateway smoked beer, because sometimes people aren't ready for the smoke flavor. Um, I describe it best as if you've been sitting around a campfire for a while, Mm -hmm. and sometimes the smoke comes away, the 
then you go for a sip of your beer and the, the smoke smell is collected in the yeah. like circumference of your cup. Yeah. And you get that like, that, yeah, that smoky flavor from the, from the campfire. So I love Ralph's beer because it reminds me of good times around a campfire. Other people need a little like talking. Yeah. Well, you're always going to have the haters that think it has way too much flavor in any one direction. So they True. just got to But it, it is a classic style. Yes. You know, before right. they perfected the art of malting, uh, these were some of the flavors that came through. That's uh, that's definitely different. We haven't we don't have too many route styles here. I have never had. I've, I've, you know what? Now I we don't got know anyone now, that makes them. We maybe have our new uh, style for the wort brew that we might end up doing this year. That's, so it's that's funny because I did notice a lot of similar trends that are going on up here when I traveled through the states last month. Okay. And uh, we went through to Asheville, North Carolina. Oh yeah, oh, okay. which was great awesome. beer scene. And yeah, Wicked Weed had a few smoked beers. Oh yeah, um, another. Probably some good smoked meats can be had around that area, too. Yeah. Fucking North Carolina yeah. has got a really good barbecue. Is it? Yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, they do um, some great stuff. I see people trade Wicked Weed on, online a lot. It's one of those uh, you know, staples in the uh, North Carolina area. And uh, the fact that it's in Nashville, it's a heavily trafficked tourism area, it definitely helps to be a brewery that can uh, It was a beautiful that. little town. And you know, as a Canadian from a hippie little town up here, um, <laughs> I... Can't wait to go back and spend more time there. Yeah, and how, just a quick question: Where you are right now, how often does it get warm, and how how long do you have for warm weather to enjoy beer outside, or you know, hanging out in the summer and stuff like that? So I think it's all about perspective because as it starts to slightly get warm, mm-hmm. it might be considered a cold day to someone else, but we're all for it after a long <laughs> winter. We don't even care. Like if the sun, like the other day, actually, it was still snowy on the ground, but it was sunny. So, like, people come out of their homes, like, yeah, just they get trying excited to about that. Absorb the vitamin D as best they can. Yeah, totally. <laughs> but I say, like, um, by May, you'd be good for, like, some outdoor sports, maybe, plant right. your uh, seedlings. Um, and then it starts to dip down in September. Now, I don't know if it's global warming, but it seems to get keep warm until the very end of September. I don't yeah, know if you've heard bad. that, but global yeah. warming is a Chinese hoax, so I wouldn't worry about that. <laughs> Nah, <laughs> Jesus. I'm sorry. I don't know. If, I don't know if that yeah. translates well above <laughs> above the uh, uh, northern northern. Yeah, above uh, Vermont. Um. So so where I, I I'm looking at a map and just just to give myself a a clue. Where is Ontario? No, I know where it is. Yeah, it, just to give our audience members a, a little like perspective, it's really just north of like New York and Pennsylvania. It's true. I'm really not that far from the border. No. Um, it literally we could be in the states in two hours. Oh, oh wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah so my wife went to school in uh, Rochester. So you're only oh, yeah. a couple hours away from there, maybe three, four, four hours, maybe I would yeah. say. Yeah. So, so you that's... can imagine what the weather's like. It doesn't get that much more drastically different. It's whatever you would experience in New York, yeah. and Buffalo, and yeah. you know. Any of the northern states we experience here. So you're, you're especially like the same as like Michigan being near the Great. Right, and that's we were. I was just about to say. So Michigan's right on the other side there, and we're expecting to hear from the Green Eye Beer Babe today. Heather is going to call in. She's going to have very similar. She's not going to call in again. No, no. All right, it's I mean, going to be a Charlie Brown football moment. It is. Well, we'll just keep saying she's going to call up until <laughs> ten o'clock, and then <laughs> she she may or may not. But she, I think she's on the same latitude you are. Uh, you know, stuck in oh, right in that gosh. Michigan area, so she'll probably experience the same kind of weather that you are. And I, I've been up to the Rochester area, and it's you got that lake effect snow between. You're kind of surrounded though by Huron, Erie, and Ontario there. Um, yeah, I will be honest. It is pretty 
freezing rain right now, but I can say there's like no gra- or sorry, no snow on my front lawn. Oh, good. So, it's, I mean, I'd rather have nice fluffy snow than freezing rain, but I'd also rather just drive back down to Florida and. <laughs> All right, awesome. Escaped this whole winter, yeah. So, uh, um, other than the Royal City that you work for, what is the your favorite brewery? I know you're going to be biased to the brewery that you're, you're with, but are there any one other ones that stand out in your immediate area? I guess what I'm saying is, now that I think about it, if we go up north to like Rochester area, you're not a stone's you're stone's throw away. You could visit all those crazy breweries that are in that area. It's true, especially um, in Niagara. You're going to hit quite the scene because the Niagara Brewing, Brewing College is there. Yes. So. Um, I, to be honest, though, because I don't, I work at a brewery. I don't get to go to a lot of other breweries. I'm not, I wouldn't know what to recommend down there. Right. Um, but people would definitely like tell you if you went to Toronto to like go see their, like Blood Brothers or um, Bellwoods mm. or Folly Brew Pub. Oh yeah. Um, those are just some, but there's honestly so much. Like it's, it's blown up here. Um, my, one of my favorite, like people always ask me, what's your favorite beer, which is an impossible question. I would say, what, what's your favorite style? We've learned that along the way that if you just ask about the style, that's easier than asking about the actual beer. Cause there's so Even many. That, that is so good. tough. Cause I'm from Canada. So my, my favorite style changes with the season. Good point. So, yeah. I would right say now, I, I love browns, but I can't find the browns in the summer. So. Okay. Uh, unless I'm going and, to your brewery. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, see, we would probably release more of them. Well, we have the brown ale, the smoked honey uh, mm-hmm. brown ale, but we would probably release things more seasonally. Right. Um, I would say definitely right now I would go for, like, a Munich Dunkel or any type of dark lager. Yes. But um, come summertime, like, I appreciate so many different styles. I'm really excited for Earl Grey Porter to come out, <laughs> and some of, some of my colleagues are laughing at me. Um, but, uh yeah. I would say it definitely changes with the season, but one of my uh, first craft beers that always stood out to me was from Unibrew Brewing, Fuck and yes. that's in Quebec. I love Quebec. Unibrew, yes. Okay, you guys get that down there. That's right. I uh, that. that was uh, outside of, you know, like Sam Adams or, or some of like the local yeah. stuff. Yeah. That was one of the, uh, the, the first breweries that I had, uh, one of the like early craft beer bars down here. Uh, Mornite, I think that's yeah. me too. Yeah, Morite um, is one of my all-time yeah. favorite. La Fin du Monde is is the, that is world-class triple. Yeah, uh, yeah. Pete's Mornite, very much into the. I uh, love I yeah. love Unirue. Yes, the, the only the ones Saisons, I don't the the, uh, the, the FMEers series I'm not a big fan of. Right, too sweet. Oh, okay. But the yeah, uh, they're fruitier. Yeah. Um, but La Fin du Monde is yeah definitely one of my go-tos. I was so surprised when I tried one of those, and then I found out it was nine percent. I was actually a little bit scared. <laughs> <laughs> well, just have but, one or uh, two. Don't go crazy. Oh no, totally. But I mean, you taste it, and you—if you didn't know, you would keep keep drinking them easily. Yeah, we're finding but, more uh, and more that brewers are finding very clever ways of masking alcohol while keeping the percentages around nine and ten. I think nine's really like that cap, like right on the borderline, where if you go to 10, it's like, ah, you could taste it a little bit. But nine, they've been masking stuff. We had stuff recently that was a nine, and we're like, this is not a nine. Like, yep, it's a nine. I think one of the, I think Unibrew was probably one of the first, like, high-octane ones. Uh, if not, not La Fin, then maybe the Terrible. Mm. I think that one's like, oh, 10, yeah. that one's like 10%, one's I think, right? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, well, I think you might have answered it, but your, your favorite style is just kind of cyclical and dealing with the seasons, obviously. That's true. I appreciate a lot of innovative styles, mm-hmm. too. Like, I like the nice herb or spice beer if it's something original and it works well. Um, I've 
I always thought black IPAs were really cool, yeah. even though they're an oxymoron in a way. But just the fact that you get like that full roasty flavor and a like full hop flavor, mm-hmm. I felt like it was just a, a good sign for where the craft beer scene was going when they first came about. And it's true, they're trying everything, finding out what everybody likes. All right, being right, in the scene, uh, have you been doing any trades? Have has anybody around you that you know of trading beer online? Because uh, um, we're no. kind of concerned about the border, to be honest with you. So I've only heard of one person. I had uh, one person come into the brewery. He specifically was buying beer to ship to a pen pal in Knoxville, Tennessee. Okay. And he also is mentioned he currently that he was incarcerated. Gonna... <laughs> yeah, is he in jail no, now? No, is it illegal? I th- like. Is it? Oh yeah, totally it's definitely illegal? illegal. Yeah, I mean, but it's one so, of those laws where it's like, eh. so is so is speeding though. <laughs> That's true. Okay, because I wanted to find out about that. Like, <laughs> it's legal to send beer to the states. Actually, I have, a, beer, I have a super it, important question. Because, so I'm on, I'm on your website right now, Royal City's website, I should say, uh, and I see, like, I can buy beer online. Do you guys ship to the States? Well, that, I get, that's where my question was going. <laughs> well, anywhere in Ontario, though, so I... God damn it! Shit. <laughs> can we ship it to the border and have someone walk it across? <laughs> Probably. And I think U- that's easy to do. <laughs> have my USPS driver pick it up and uh, drag it over to Rochester, ship it down from there. I'm sure if yeah. I got someone up in Rochester to, to take the trip, they could do it. I, I'm, well, I, this gentleman that came into the brewery and tried it, and he returned. He was back for a tour on the weekend. He said the beer made it. Nice. Um, he also included, he told me, edibles. He said those not did not that. make it. <laughs> yeah, that, that, yeah, I'd be a little scared, <laughs> more scared did of... not make it, but the beer made it, which I was like, wow, I'm surprised they wouldn't just keep the whole package. That was Yeah, well, wait, 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 they what, took it. In the same package? In the same package? Yeah, he has a beer pen pal. This is just this is someone who comes in to buy beer. Okay. And um, I was just taking it in for, you know, just to know for myself if I ever right, send yeah, beer. Absolutely. So he tried but to ship beer he tried and to ship edibles. drugs. The beer made it. He showed me the Instagram post of the person who received the beer. So so, so wait, I just hold on. I'm super <laughs> curious now. I just gotta I just no, gotta so, get this. So, so the mindset so, is they okay. opened up the box. So someone had a box. Yes. In said box was alcohol. Yep. And drugs. Yes. And they shipped it from the, across the border, yes. across an international international. Yeah, line. customs went through the box. They opened up they the box. They opened it up, said, no, the drugs are not okay. <laughs> but the beer is we're, just the fine. The beer is fine, and we're not arresting you. Right. Yes. I, How the fuck so does that he, he showed me a picture of the beer um, on this person's Instagram, and his girlfriend was there, too, kind of, like, laughing at him and, like, Telling him he was an idiot for trying that part. But. They probably said the, they, the fucking drug sniffing dog probably ate the edibles. As well, yeah, probably. he just went right through it. He's like, oh, what are these gummy bears? Taste so delicious. These sour watermelons. They were awesome. I am just befuddled by that series of events. But yeah, what's interesting is they opened up the package. They didn't just take the Seriously. whole package off the line. They opened it up, went through it, take what they didn't think was going to make it down there, out and left the beer in there. Now I'm not worried about shipping beer whatsoever. No, if they if, only if go they're for like, for the oh drugs. no, drugs. Oh, we'll just throw those in the garbage. Now I have a feeling uh, that uh, it was all about crossing the border, though. It wasn't it, like within the United States. I know many people who ship all of that stuff, and nothing but it's, ever happens. I would. But be it was definitely so the border. Paranoid. It was definitely customs. I mean, it's not like you're shipping a fucking kilo of coke or anything. No, but I mean, like it's no. candy. <laughs> you're sending candy that makes you feel happy. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that, to say. I had a very sheltered childhood. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> sorry, you can send beers, maybe. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, well, thank you very much for calling in. Uh, you yes, gave us a lot of time. Thanks so much for everything you, you talked about. Oh, it was fun. 
Uh, give us the rundown here of the brewery and your Instagram and, and you know where people can find you and follow you. Um, and then, of course, uh, any websites associated with that. Go ahead. So I talk about beer things, um, nothing too important, just me and my beer <laughs> at um, uh, Brewster Lady, and that's on Instagram. Good. And then the brewery that I work for is Royal City Brewing. So I believe the the tag is at Royal City Brew. Good. Um, they, the website is definitely at www.royalcitybrew.ca. CA is um, your, your com, right, or your U.S. or whatever it is. So. Yeah. That's cool. And uh, Pete was on the website before. A lot of good in- information about the brewing and the styles and stuff like that that they have. So if you're in the uh, northern uh, Pennsylvania or New York area, hit the border. Go ahead within an hour or two of Ontario and uh, check out that really cool scene that's going on up in uh, southern Canada. Yeah, Guelph, Ontario. Well, thank feel, you very much for your time. Really appreciate it. Thanks. I'm and uh, we'll talk again someday. Absolutely. absolutely. We want to find out new stuff that's going on. Stay in contact. And we'll talk to you soon. Awesome. You guys have a great night. You, you too. too. Thanks. Thank you. Bye. That was cool. We got yeah. our, our friend from the north uh, calling in and giving us information about what's going on up there just north of the border. I know you thought Ontario was a little further west, but I knew it wasn't all that far. I just knew... It was kind of Toronto, Ontario area. It's like most province, Americans, though, I have right? problems with maps unless we're currently <laughs> bombing that country. Yeah. If well, then you know if everything. If we're dropping bombs, yeah. I can pick it out on a map. Nice. Like, I can find Vietnam, Iraq, Syria. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Those, those are easy. Yeah, those. Do you those know what I do on the maps? And I do this quite often. I always look at Google Maps and Dubai. I always like to see, you know, their progress on what they've done to those huge condos and stuff like that, that they have their their piping sand from the uh, Adriatic Sea oh, yeah. and not building island. Sea. No, uh, Red Sea? No, no, it's not the Red Sea. No. What is it right there? The Yemen Sea? No. Where, Yemen I, I Sea. Don't know. Uh, oh, don't make me whip out Google Maps and look at the, uh, the cool where little are islands. They, where are they in? in they in, are uh, in the, the, the eastern part. Dubai is situated on the eastern part of the, uh, whatever uh, you call it, the Sinai the Peninsula. Sinai Peninsula? Yeah. Uh, you're trying to figure it out, right? I am. I'm thinking red. I'm I'm definitely thinking red. Well, you know what? Uh, Persian th- Gulf. Persian Gulf. It is the Gulf War. Duh. Listen, we have two people on the phone at the same time. Let's try and talk to one of them. Well, no, we got to put them both on. I don't want to hang up on anybody. Sure, put them both on. So <laughs> we got to figure this out, guys. So just give me a second. Uh, whoever called in first... Uh, which I don't know if you would know, but whoever, <laughs> just, just take a they guess. That? They wouldn't know that, actually, now that you say that. Put them that. both on the fucking phone. All right, yeah, they are. This is where Mike and Pete, who am I talking to and try to go one at a time? <laughs> I'm first. I'm first, Mike. Nick, you fuck. How are you, buddy? Nick, All right, Nick I'm stop. not first. Wait, wait, wait stop. Canada was first. Canada yeah, was first. I'm true. second. Uh, I'm second. All right, Nick, hold on. Now, who's my other friend on the line? Uh, Charlie, Cypress Brewing Company. Hey, Charlie. All right, Nick, listen, I'm going to hang up on you. No, because I love you, and I know that you won't be offended if I hang up on you. I love you too, buddy. All right, buddy. See See you, Nick. See you later. We'll get back to you. Of course. What up, Charlie? How are you, sir? How's everything? All right. Hey, I'm I'm fantastic. Thanks a lot for calling the show. Listen, I uh, I I don't know if I had a chance to meet you while I was there. We were in and out. We had kids. It was chaotic. But we quickly uh, ran in because we had some time in between our dinosaur expo that we were going to over at the New Jersey Convention Center, Um, and we we really wanted to see. Um, you know, what, what it was all about. We stopped by, uh, grabbed a quick couple of pints, 
And, um, you know, and then I grabbed the, uh, the MIG wench, I think I'm saying it correctly, um, and took a four-pack home, and I've been very, very happily surprised by an American-style uh, with um, outside American style with cranberry. No, this. Sorry, sorry Charlie. Hold on a second. Oh, Just dump, dump it. That. Dump that outside. Thank you. Because, I, Charlie, I'm not feeling well today. I've already had a few of uh, these MIG wenches. my last one. I came on the show and brought it for Pete to try as well while we had you on the phone. So while Pete is uh, cleaning out my glass, uh, give us a little history about the, the, the brewery and you know, where you guys are situated and located and who's involved and all that other good stuff. So you probably didn't meet me, but I'm a chubby white guy with a beard. So Yeah, maybe. Kinda. There was a lot of those in yeah. there that day. <laughs> yeah, you think? Yeah, a little bit. Um, so we're in Edison, New Jersey. We're about three and a half years old. Okay. Um, we're three home brewers. Two of us came from a brew pub, a okay. local brew pub. Um, Which we one? Were, we were home brewers for about five, five, six years, maybe. Yeah. While doing, while doing, so I was the general manager of the brew pub, and my partner was my assistant manager. And where was the brew pub? Uh, in Woolbridge, one town over. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, it's right there. Both central Jersey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but but so so I'm actually a, I, I I know it's a beer show, but I'm going to make you jealous right now. Okay. I know that you guys uh, were talking about how hungry you are. Oh, dude! I <laughs> see, Charlie. It's not about uh, how hungry I am. I haven't eaten anything because I'm not feeling well. I thought pretty much all day. Everyone around me thought I was just going to vomit that I'm getting the stomach virus because it's going around, and I have young kids and I work in a school. So it was like oh, inevitable. Yeah, you're getting it. yeah I, but I don't feel like it. I don't feel nauseous. I just feel completely drained. Uh, you know, I was so sleepy. Today is a little pick me up because I had a nap first time in a long time, and uh, and of course talking to everybody that calls the show, it's just exciting. So that's why I sound a little less than under the weather today. But uh, so you you have. Food? I'm a fat kid though, so tell me about. Yeah, that. so so I, 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 I it was my understanding that Pete is a, is an amateur chef. Yes, he he does. How did you know that? Because I'm a smart man. There you go. Um, <laughs> listen, so here's so here's the thing. So I'm cooking. I just finished sauteing up some while while the lovely lady from Canada was mm. on the phone. I was sauteing up some uh, Italian sausage. Hey. And I was making some sauce, and now I'm I turned the sauce into gravy. It has nice. made its gravy. There you go. So, but but the Italian sausage is something special. Yes. So it's um it's all pork, okay, of and course. it's actually the pigs. <laughs> the pigs that it came from Tell me all about the uh, grew up eating cypress grain. Really? Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, fun. that was wow. their that was their diet. This is some some sausage from my farmer. That's cool. Lucky little pigs. Yeah, lucky <laughs> me. Oh, yeah. Lucky little lucky big pigs. <laughs> Fuck well, them. The, the, the pigs are dead. It's so nice being at the top of the food chain. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I like sitting up here looking down at all the minions. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> So, so what is what yeah. is I, I gotta know more about this. What yeah. is what does that do to the taste of the sausage? If you had you know uh sausage from pigs that were not so uh fed a fed a delicious diet as them, what's uh Yeah, I just told you I'm a chubby guy with a beard. Yeah. <laughs> if you're, you're, me, I I look, that I'm looking in a mirror, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so true. Well, um, so my farmer, my, my farmer actually brings me meat fairly regularly. Really? Come uh, so I, I get um I get great ground deer. I get uh, some some deer chops, some pork chops, fresh bacon, sausage, um, nice nice pieces of beef, good fresh hamburger meat. I get all this oh, stuff, man. Wow! And so the farm, where is that located? So the farm's out in Lighthouse Station, which is uh, out West Jersey. Okay. Yeah, a little less. You know, uh, Never Neverland. Yeah, <laughs> a little more spread out over there, so you can actually have things grazing in the fields. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, so give us a, you know, a little bit about what brews you guys are uh, putting together for your year rounds, 
Um, and so year round, you'd be happy. We have a nut brown on. Yes, I love it. I love the nutter. That's yeah. Right. We Actually, almost always have a nut brown uh, and a coconut nut brown, and they come in at oh, about four sticks. Those I are those are our only sessionable beers, ninety percent of the time. Mm. The, the, I love We're the a higher ABV brewery. Yeah. <laughs> in fact, I guess you must have, so you must have come around Thanksgiving. Yeah. Uh, no, it was two weeks ago. Oh, okay. And I guess that naughty and nice were sold out. Our Christmas yep. beers were already sold out. I think so that that was our that was our Thanksgiving beer. Yeah, I think you had nice on tap, but you didn't have anything to go. You just had the MIG to go. So I would have tried uh, yeah, more of that. We, we, so we sell out of them pretty quickly. So Midwest, actually, so what happened was we haven't brewed a beer, we haven't brewed a beer that light on our new system. Really? So And we've had the system for a year and a half, so it sounds kind of, I guess we do make a lot of high ABV beers. Yeah. And we, we ended up with like 10 barrels extra of yield. So it was lovely. Wow. Oh. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. yeah. How about that? <laughs> Not as much grain. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, because we do a lot of we do a lot of double dry hop beers. Yep. And we do a lot of we do a lot of three hour boils, so our yield is you know typically ah, on the on the yeah. lower side. Right, gotcha. Right. So do you, uh, talk to me about naughty and nice because I saw those posts as I was getting over there just to give myself some education on it. What's the difference mm-hmm. between naughty and nice? Because it's the same kind of build. Do you split system it? Yeah. So it's the so <laughs> so it's the same base beer. It's for our anniversary that goes in the that goes in the barrels. Okay. It's the same base beer that goes for naughty and for nice. So the plane is just a thirteen percent um uh stout. Wow. Just Jeez. typical Russian Imperial stout. <laughs> um although I actually do it with um I don't know how familiar you guys are with yeast, but I do it with O two, which is a it's a great yeast for thicker beer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And We've heard of it. So, and that's really the high end of the spectrum for for where that yeast will go. It's it's not very happy towards the end of it because it's a little high ABV for them. Yeah, I think what I did miss is insane in the grain. That's one of your staples. I think you're known for that, right? So we're definitely known for that. Um, we do that a couple times, usually about three times a year. Okay. Um, we're known for our double IPAs. Mm-hmm. The runway models is another one, and then uh, <laughs> runway models. Yeah, it's Vic Secret and Galaxy. So it's Runway Models in Space is the name of it. That's a cool name. I like it. Yeah, so it's got pink it's got pink ladies with space helmets on it. Okay. So it's cool label art too. <laughs> Who does your label art? Because the MIG wench is pretty cool. <laughs> so okay, so <laughs> most of most of the label ninety nine percent of the label art is uh Bill, one of my partners. Okay. Um he's really good. In fact, so the the naughty he is hand drawn. Really? Yeah. That's okay. So he takes the time. He takes the time to do it right. Yeah. That and cool. Mick Wecht, by the way, is how you say it. And it means thank you in uh, some American Indian language. Oh, Miigwech, yeah. <laughs> Miigwech. Miigwech. Yeah. yeah, okay. Oh, yeah, it so it means be... thank you. Yeah, cool. But uh, so naughty and nice, they're 13%, super thick. Final gravity is like, like 1038, which is off of the charts for our canning company. Okay. They had to look up how to can it. <laughs> <laughs> like what what pressure their machine needs to be at the can it because they don't typically go that high. Right. Um, it is so naughty and nice. Both have uh, coffee from our friends over. Um, they're, they're called Penstock Coffee. Okay. It's a roastery right down, maybe not even five minutes away from us in oh. New Brunswick. Okay. And uh, the guy is a, the owner is a home brewer. His name's Ben. He's a home brewer, and uh, he actually pairs the coffee and then pairs the roast with whatever beer we're making. Wow. So the coffee is made specifically for, oh, no, we get even further. That's just the tip of the iceberg. <laughs> Let's go down the so road. Then they both, have, they both have cocoa nibs, 
okay. that are from a uh, special place in Peru. Really? And we got a guy, his name is Charles, like me, and uh, he actually roasts the cocoa nibs specifically for us in a, in a restaurant huh. in Peru. And we get them shipped to us specially based on each beer. And uh, that's, that's really cool. And then uh, each one has Madagascar vanilla beans, which we get shipped directly from Madagascar to, to me. I mean, where else I are you going to them get all them? up and soak them in some good, delicious bourbon? Because I'm a huge bourbon fan, too. Yeah. I'm like a giant alcoholic, I guess. <laughs> I'm a big, 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 big wino, big bourbon fan, big well, beer drinker. Well-rounded. <laughs> yeah. Nice. So we went over to, uh, to New Brunswick for lunch uh, because you got, we left early and you guys weren't open yet. And we stopped at one of the restaurants in there, um, asked if you had Cypress on tap. They didn't. But uh, there was something else local that they had. What, what's the nearest brewery to you? Uh, is there any in New Brunswick, per se? No, there's a, there's a brew pub in New Brunswick, though, called Harvest Moon. That's the one we went to, yeah. And uh, yeah. they didn't, I think they were in the midst of just opening. They had some, I don't know, something going on. But we didn't get much out of that. Um, so, they, so they do carry us as a guest tap, but oh, they're they a brew pub, so most of their stuff is theirs. Gotcha, yeah, of course. Um, so, so but we, they do, and they, they do carry us as a guest tap there, and then they have. Um, we're usually at like their cask events and stuff. Oh, cool! Yeah, and they. I was going to ask the, the festivals and stuff, and around the area, you guys have a, a pretty good um, uh, area there for Northern Jersey for you know your your explosion that's going on. You know, even a little bit uh, east of you, uh, down and around the shore. And and uh, let me ask you a question: Are you going? Are you going to be at the AC Beer Music Fest? Yes. Nice. We can yes, hang we, out. We do it. We do it every year, and. This year, I am actually going. I missed the last two. We had we had the weekended with can, canning dates. Right. So Friday and Monday canning date, I can't leave the brewery. Oh, okay. So there you go. So I had to send people last year. What do you What do you think you're gonna Um, what do you think you're gonna bring down? Do you have anything in mind right now? Because we're not a clue. <laughs> I'm not even, <laughs> not even an idea. <laughs> you got I mean, some time. so our yeah. schedule is quite interesting. Yeah. Um, so, so we order we order grain based on an idea. Okay. And. Uh, so Jay, so there's three of us, right? Right. So Jay is the Jay is the main recipe maker. So Jay makes the recipe. Usually, I sit there in the chair and hang out and have a beer while he does it, and we chat about it, and you know we talk about it up and down, and then as we brew it, so as I brew it, you know sometimes it doesn't come out the way I want. So every one of our brews is either two or three days. Mm-hmm. So it's great that way because I can always adjust it the second day and get it to where I want it to be. Ah, and then yeah. Even if we have a third day, it's even better because I've now, I know exactly where the first two are at and I can make the third one and then I make the adjustments accordingly. It's really, a, it ends up being a pain in the ass time-wise, but it's uh Yeah, it's, it's, it sounds like a good body. system between what you guys got there to make the best, the most efficient stuff possible. Yeah, it's, it's uh, we, we have it down now. So tell me a little bit about the Migwetch. We have it in front of us right now. I'm drinking it. Yeah, Pete's having some. I'm having a little bit of Mike's taste. got swine flu. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm drinking it. <laughs> I'm and I like a... it. It's uh, effervescent. Yep. It's uh, nice and light. You get that tartness from the cherries. I do. Uh, no, the cranberries. Cranberries. Yes. My bad. It's cranberries um, and... Uh, yes. So uh, most of the tartness actually comes from the cranberries. Yeah. Very low IBU. And it's all um, it's all Amarillo hops because for Thanksgiving, you know, I think of cranberries. Yes, you know, I agree. Cranberries are always paired with something orange. I wish I was there before Thanksgiving. I would have definitely had a few of these at the Thanksgiving table because it would paired very well with the turkey and the stuffing and the gravy. Cups so, and that's the thing, too. We, like I said, we don't really make beers on the lighter end that often. But, right. um, you know, with shoving your face full of turkey, <laughs> you know, you need to to keep room for that. So we went on the very light beer so that you um, 
You didn't get full on the beer. Yeah, no, absolutely. And it has that light color, light flavor, Christmas uh, tartness of the uh, cranberries. And it, what is a five, so we six, did it very seven? late in, in November. We actually released it the weekend right before Thanksgiving. Right. So we planned on it sticking around a little bit towards Christmas. Yeah. So that, that it would pair with Christmas, sense. too. Yeah. Oh, it was awesome. Um, and so tell us anything else you guys got planned going on for the next few weeks, months, and for the year. Because you're an easy stone throw away. It only took us about an hour to get to you. From where we yeah. are. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're because we're, we're we're not even that. If you come if you come down through Brooklyn and across Staten Island, yep. we're five minutes out of Staten Island. Absolutely, it's literally right there. Ooh, that's uh, good to know. I know. <laughs> They're like one of the first ones over the border that you could find from that direction. So I think we are. I think we are the first. Yeah, you have to be. So give us a little rundown of the the brewery and uh, what you have coming up and what's going on. So we have Baby Insane coming up next. And that's so what been is about that? Two weeks. So it's literally a baby version of Insane. Oh, okay. So just a it's, session, um, a lighter version. It comes in at five bottle even, okay. and it's all citra hopped and it's double dry hopped, mm-hmm. and um, it's uh, it's a, it's a little thinner than our uh, than our double IPAs. Okay. Make it more drinkable, more sessionable, and it's uh, it's nice and light. Nice, and so uh, it's, a, it's a real just hey, I'm I'm thirsty at four o'clock beer. <laughs> You get That's, a lot of uh, people coming in from the uh, in the business park and everything because you're situated kind of where our breweries are situated here on Long Island, just in and around you know business districts and stuff like that. So you get a lot of people coming off of work and heading through. So yes, we do. Um, but New Jersey, we, we, we they they make us be in industrial areas. Right. Oh, really? They you can't. Yeah. Really that. yeah. So there's most. So unless you're a really small town with no zoning laws. Mm-hmm. They um they force you to be an industrial. <laughs> he so we used to homebrew, right? Right. So we used to homebrew. One day, one of the partners—I'm not going to say which one—screwed up, didn't order enough grain. So we decided that we were going to start a brewery. So we we usually drink we usually drink some nice single malt scotches while we brew. It's kind of our thing. Jeez, nice. And, uh, so on. we were we were slightly we might have been slightly hammered up, but um. We decided it would be a good idea to get in the car and start driving around looking for a place. Okay. So uh, we start looking in commercial areas. We come across this. We come across this uh, this building that there's a for rent sign on the ground, not like on the building, but kind of like leaning on it. So we start looking around and everything. Okay. We find this great place. We thought it was fantastic, and uh, I I opened up the metal grate and like nothing was locked. We, we you know we started like almost going in. Then we're like, hold on a second. This is breaking and entering. We're drunk <laughs> Sunday morning. Like we probably shouldn't do this. Yeah, whatever. So, yeah. So then we looked into it and we found out that it wasn't even an option to be there and that we had to be in an industrial area. Mm. So uh, I'm sitting at home one day. This is about probably about a year after we decided that we were going to do this. And I'm sitting at home and I get a phone call from Jay. So Jay and I are obviously partners, but we're also best friends. And he was my assistant at my other job. And, you know, we go back a long ways. I'm the godfather to his child. So, uh, you know, we, we go back a long ways, but he has a tendency of breaking my balls. Breaking my balls, Ka. <laughs> yeah, he likes to break my balls. So he calls up, and he says, listen, he says, get on three-way with Bill. So we get Bill into the phone, and he goes, listen, he goes, I found this perfect place for us, and Charlie's going to love it. So I'm thinking, great, this asshole picked the furthest fucking place. On I can't curse, right? No, you can curse fucking A. I was like, because you cursed before, so I was like, all right, I could do that. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. So I'm like, great. I'm like, this asshole picked the furthest fucking place in my house. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to have to move again. I don't like commute. I'm not, I'm not a driver. I let people drive. I like to drink. Okay. So Makes I'm sense. like, great. I'm like, I'm going to have to move again. 
So he sends us this address, Nixon Lane, 30 Nixon Lane. I'm like, what's that Nixon Lane? So it doesn't put a town or anything in it. Right. So I'm like, what the hell is this? So I put it in my GPS. It's literally a thousand yards away from my house. Jesus Christ. So you literally live right there? Yeah. So the light, so the first light that you hit, I'm before that. Okay. Yeah. There's a little uh, like community right there. Yep. I live there. Shit. You can walk to the brewery. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. That's so it's crazy. my town I live in. You know, I work in. I'm also on Edison's environmental commissioner, one of Edison's environmental commissioners, too. Oh, staying involved. On the yeah. environment. Make sure you have a say in everything. environmentally friendly. Yeah, of course. As yeah, always should we, be. Uh, we, compost, we compost all of our hops, and uh, all of our grain goes to the farm, so so we don't really have much waste. And then you send it right back to uh, and get your pig. You, get, you send your grain and get your pig. Pretty much. That's, nice. that's what happens. Very I get cyclical. Free, I get free food out of it. Very cyclical and, and delicious. And don't waste garbage. Yeah, that makes sense. You know, because then it's you know money out of your pocket or money out of the farmer's pocket. Your prices go up. Everything. Ends oh yeah, up I own a business more. in New Jersey. I'm poor. <laughs> I need this free food. Listen, it was a uh, what I think it was a Saturday, and it was early. I think we got in there right at opening, right a little after twelve o'clock, and there was almost no chairs to be had. Thank God uh, there was a guy leaving as we were coming in who gave up his seat. So we could snack on some of the pretzels and uh, put the kids there and have something to do while we pounded down a beer before we went back to the Dino Expo. Yeah, so uh, we're, we're very proud of our brewery. So we actually allow everybody to go into the brewery because that tap room gets packed quickly. Yeah. So we just open up the brewery so everybody can hang out throughout the whole place. That's awesome. I, I looked through the door as someone went in to get my four-pack, uh, your bartender. It was very nice, by the way. Uh, awesome. I sent her a koozie. I don't know if you got the koozie. I gave her some stickers and a koozie just to kind of – we always like to give something out when we have guests on the show. Nice. I um I, I I don't know which bartender it is, so I may not have seen. I didn't get her name. Uh, it was a blonde uh, girl in her twenties, so maybe that'll help. Unless you just hire all. Oh, that's actually that's my tapper manager. Oh, so there she you go. came with us from the she came with us from the brew pub too. Oh, nice. Yeah, she was great. She's very informative. She gave me a couple of uh, you know walkthroughs here on the on the beer, and everything ended up being really great. I'll tell you that. The, yeah, a twenty two year old twenty two year old blonde girl with glasses, right? Yes, correct. Yeah. So how about this? She's twenty two, and she has six years brewery experience. How the fuck did she do? She come from uh, the pub, right? So then, so she, she came from the pub. Right. Okay, and it's a. Uh, it's really it's just a local business, you know. It's it's a it's a real local place, right? And um, she, she started off as my hostess there. So if she started out to bartend there, and right, yeah, that's how most of them started. That makes a lot of sense, and that's the way a lot of these people become the great master brewers because they get in on it really, you know, early on, and and they learn a lot, and they keep their mouths shut, and they just keep brewing away and uh, take their bumps, take their hits, and when it's their time, it'll be their time. Are we talking about Coke again? Yeah. Yes. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> no bumps of Coke. We have a lot of new young brewers in New Jersey. Absolutely. Uh, we talked to the guys over at Red Tank and Ross and all sorts. Those guys have been on the show. Um, uh, so Ross, I know. I don't know anybody from Red Tank. Uh, uh, I forget their name. John. John and uh, Mer- Mervina. Uh, they, yes, there you go. And they just opened up uh, like a month ago or so. I blurted that out so loud. Yeah, that was good, I, though. I was glad I remembered it. You do. <laughs> Peter, thank he you. He was proud of that. Charlie, listen, thanks very much for coming on the show, uh, for the education and the information about the brewery. Give us the uh, the plug and tell us a little bit about it. And uh, hopefully right, people well, can uh, We're open seven days a week. We're, we're, we're one of the only ones, if not the only one in New Jersey, open seven days a week, two to ten. Um, Cypressbrewing.com is the website. Uh, Facebook, Cypress Brewing Co. Nice. Uh, Instagram, Cypress Brewing Co. Also. Nice. All right. Thanks, Charlie, for being on the show. We yeah. really appreciate it, man.
I'll be All excited right. to you, get uh, back you out to you. Have a good time, guys. You too. Thank you. Bye. Have a good one. I just put on a little queen because you said my best friend. Oh. Yeah, so I, was, I had that run in the background. Very I was going to say, light. is that why you, like, why are you like bobbing your head back and forth? Like, yeah, because you know, right here it is. <laughs> well, we're going to go right back to the phone. Someone's been on hold for a little bit. I appreciate it. I don't know if it's Are Nick, but we'll hold? take it. This is the word with Mike and Pete. Who's on the phone still? Hey, it's Danny. Oh, Danny, listen, thanks so much for staying on the phone. Um, We really wanted to get to you. Danny, from uh, Island to Island? Yes. And you guys are... Ah, yes, Island to Island Brewery. And you guys are located right here in New York and Brooklyn, correct? Yep, we are. Awesome. Thanks a lot for, uh, you know, you you guys have been following us a little bit and liking some of the posts along the way. So thanks for that. And we wanted to get a little bit of history of your brewery. As we travel around the, the uh, Ontario, New Jersey, and now right back home in here in Brooklyn, New York, uh, give us a little information about the brewery, how it started, uh, you know, and the background. Uh, so Island to Island is the first brewery in the Flatbush, Brooklyn area since Prohibition. Wow. Uh, which, you know, is kind of interesting little fun fact. Uh, um, it's interesting, too, that the first brewery that was in Flatbush was an all-electric brewery. Uh, and now with the comeback of a brewery in Flatbush, we are also an all-electric brewery. Wow. Okay. Um, we also are a farm brewery. We are craft. We are micro. So we brew small batches. Um, and that's because we like to um, experiment a lot with the seasons. Yeah, absolutely. And so we're not looking to have a beer on, you know, 12 months out of the year. Well, that's, that's a very interesting concept that Bushwick really hadn't had another brewery until now. And how long have you guys have been open? Hello? Uh, so we've been at that location since 2015. Oh, sorry. I, I have a bad connection. Hello? No, sorry. Uh, he's gone. I don't know who that is, but sorry, Danny. Uh some, cool. Someone was on the other line like you were, but they didn't know to stay quiet. Oh. As, 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 the phones. No, I, I don't know if I... <laughs> at, are you still there, sir? Yeah, I'm still there. Hello. All right, give me one sec. We're talking to Danny from Island to Island Brewery in Brooklyn. Well, we'll get right to you in a second because I don't want to hang up on you. I don't want to leave you there. You can listen to the show. Hey, sure. I'm sorry. Hey, no problem. No problem. All right, I hold on. Sorry, I lost connection. I don't think I can hold it. So go ahead, Danny. Uh, continue on. So sorry first brewery, that. yes, first brewery since the Prohibition era. Um, and yeah. uh, by the way, I'm I'm looking at your Instagram. Uh, Rosemary was at your brewery just the other day. Two thousand eighteen. She is Inked Beer Lover. Oh, yes, yes. I know her as Inked Beer Lover. Sorry. (laughs) She's uh, your twin. We all have pseudo names on the interwebs. Yes, I know. We we go by our (laughs) pseudo names or our avatars. Um, All right, so give me the the history. You guys started how long ago and and how did it come to be that, and you're a female in craft, so that's, you know, kind of unique. Uh, It's changing a a lot lately, but it is unique for a a female to be a head brewer and an owner of a brewery now. So give us a little bit of background on that. Yeah, so that even that concept of it being strange is strange to me because <laughs> uh, when I got into this, I, I was doing it and really pushed by it because, um, you know, bringing back drinking culture that was something other than, you know, standing on your head, you know, sucking beer back was always my passion. And I've always <laughs> watched my aunts and my grandmothers brew at home. Really? And so. When people said that, oh, there's no women in beer, I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? I've been like, brewing beer since I was a kid. My parents have it. Exactly. So wait, exactly. mom and mom and grandma were brewing beer? 
Well, see, the thing that happened was the generation after the 50s, they had the microwave and television, so they <laughs> right. kind of lost the old ways. Mm. Um, but in the generation before and right after, we've, you know, we've lived off the land, we've focused on what's natural and what's real and preserving foods, and whether it's through fermentation for pickles or fermentation for beer or wow. wine uh, and the like, that's something that's always been done in my family. It's always been done in the Caribbean and um, when I started doing it, my parents started to look at me weird, and they were like, uh, what are you doing? This is what Nana used to do back in the kitchen. How exactly. the heck did you know how to do this? And you just, you were, you were an eager little student just watching along, trying to figure yep. out exactly, you know, what, what the uh, science was and the timing of everything. I think also... No, not even. I thought it was all magic. <laughs> it kind of is. <laughs> I literally thought it was magic. <laughs> my mom would like... She'd brew some sorrel, yeah. and like we would cut the sorrel, which you guys call hibiscus. Yes. And ah. then she'd put it in a pot, and she would brew some juice, and we're like, okay, this is delicious juice. And she would put something in it that she called yeast, and then the next day we had something fizzy and bubbly, and I was like, oh, that's a magic mm. agent. What is that, Pop Rocks? That's cool. I want to do that, too. <laughs> How, uh, you don't have to give us the exact number, but what, uh, around what age are you? Oh, I'm, I'm 34. Four, okay, so you're oh, right, right. You're right with us, yeah. All right, all right, I just because yeah, when you said pop rocks, I'm like, oh, I don't know if she's a younger, <laughs> younger gal. How does she know the pop rocks? That's a great oh, yeah, reference. We had our, our after school candy store run out. <laughs> <laughs> of course, elementary. <laughs> you got to hustle. I was hustling warheads in the uh, back of religion oh, God, class. You kidding things. me? Oh yeah. I go to the yeah. uh, the deli in town. I grab a like three dollars worth. I go back to school and I sell it for five dollars. <laughs> yeah. And that was my my little uh, nest egg of money that I had there. That's awesome. Can you tell me about the, this uh, this brewed IPA with the uh, the corn? What's what's that one about? Oh, that's interesting. Oh, so that's actually um, a beer that one of our brewers, um, the, who was working with us over the, the the fall, who just moved to California, did. Uh, he really wanted to do some a new style of IPA, mm. um, and it you know for me everything that we do has to be indigenous to the Americas, so we don't necessarily brew any European beers or European oh, ingredient that's beers. Interesting. Yeah. Um, we focus on what's indigenous to America. Cool. Because it's plenty that's here to what work I with. know. Yeah, well, that's your background, and, and that's what, what makes sense the most. Yeah. And there's a lot to work with. That's not like you need to... I really don't. Unless you're looking for a exactly. very specific style, and that's not what you're going to be doing, then that's not yeah. necessary. Great. So yeah. uh, what so, island... So, you know, he worked with, um, with the corn, um, and so it's, you know, he dumped a whole slew of corn in there, and just focused on getting it really extremely bone-dry champagne-like mm. IPA. And we, that Brut IPA is one of those styles that's kind of coming up. Uh, we have a couple of them here on Long Island that have been doing it, but that's one of those up-and-comers that people are going, ooh, like it definitely hits a note with uh, non-IPA, excuse me, non-IPA drinkers um, because they they used to champagne or used to a, a very dry uh, sparkling wine. So that definitely mm-hmm. helps to have like an alternative to your very hazy or, or juice bombs and stuff like that. So tell me a little yeah, bit about. And I'm, I'm glad for the change. Yeah, yeah, no, it, it is something that we need more variants because to go into a brewery and have five different hazies sometimes isn't what I'm looking for. I really want the variation. What, um, yeah. I, I know you said you worked with your, your uh, family in regards to brewing, but what other uh, breweries in and around the area have inspired you to be part of that? Um, you know, insurgents of breweries in Brooklyn and Queens? Um, none in the area. Like I said, when I got into this, I didn't know that it was so rare. I thought it was just this thing I wanted to do. I was making juices and kombucha 
and, you know, pushing it to beer and, and wine. And I was just really fascinated with what happened to produce when you left it alone over time. <laughs> and I call it the seed to spirit experience where, oh. you know, we get something that's healthy and natural for us and produces medicine. And then later along the line, it produces wisdom. That's why we call it a spirit. And mm -hmm. it, it helps to relax mm. us and heal us all at the same time. People don't know hops are extremely medicinal. Yes. Um, I was really interested and in, like narrow focused on the product itself. I had, I was not a part of the culture and the world outside of it before mm -hmm. I got into it, to be quite honest with you. So then where so did there you... wasn't any brewery that inspired me to open a brewery. Where'd you get all this information? It was just based upon your background and what you did at home? Yeah. Because was you seem extremely knowledgeable thing. about ingredients. I mean, that's... That's my thing, yeah. is the ingredients. That's where I start with every beer. I don't look at producing a style. I look at the ingredients. I look at the season. I look at how it's going to affect my customers. Mm -hmm. I look at how it's going to make you feel. Like, are your eyes going to pop and make you want to talk to the person next to you? Cool. Is it going to mellow you out and make you de-stress from the day that you had? Or is it going to boost your energy and make you feel really excited and want to party? And I'm really fascinated with how ingredients, real natural foods and produce, can affect the body in that way. Wow. And fermentation is a way to preserve that over a longer period of time. And we've interviewed a lot of brewers, and no one seems to think along that line. I think that's a very interesting angle that you're taking, and I'm sure that it's definitely striking a, uh, a bell with your customers. So what do you have in the brewery right now that uh, is selling fast? Like, like you really just can't even keep it in stock. Oh, that's a strange question because we don't keep things on. Um, we don't really brew things more than once. So everything has a season. Wow. Uh, and so the, as the seasons change, we change the beers um, based on um, what is in season. I mean, that sounds really redundant. But one of our most popular beers that we have on right now is the ginger beer wine. Ooh. That is our number one. People get mad at me when it's not available. I only brew it twice a year. It takes 10 days to mash by hand. There's no heat involved. Um, and it's sitting at about 11% right now. The oh last batch God. was 17%. Uh, people who weren't happy with me when they had to wait for it. Um, but I like that level of exclusivity it's, it, because it's something that I really put my heart and soul into. Uh, if you really want it, you come back for it. So I think for me, that is the most popular beer that we have. Wow. Uh, if you want to go sales-wise, this is one of those IPAs. Yeah, of course. <laughs> really? <laughs> really? Yeah. No yeah, way. No one asks about our IPAs, but it always moves. Because it's, it's just one of those things where people think that... Here's what I notice people think. They think that there's beer, cider, wine, and IPA. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. People don't realize that IPA is a style of beer. They think it's a whole other thing. So people just come and be like, oh, let me get an IPA. It's yeah. Like, Okay. Yeah. yeah, it's like ordering a, uh, you know, let me get a uh, Jack on the Rocks, and then let me get an yeah. IPA real quick, though. Just a silly <laughs> comment. I, I like the uh, the Cranberry Triple here, the name of it. Somebody's going to get pregnant. Oh, yeah. Not. That's what I'm drinking right now. Just, just oh, there a, you go. Just a non sequitur. Just like the name. <laughs> I'm going to take you behind the middle school and get pregnant. So Fucking crazy. Tracy Morgan's the best. <laughs> <laughs> so where are you located in Brooklyn? I, I mean, Flatbush. obviously, any. No, I know. Not Flatbush. Bushwick. Bushwick? Yeah. No, Flatbush. Oh, it's Flatbush. I thought she said Bushwick. Yeah. Oh, because no, I'm like, I know, I know Braven Flatbush. is in Bushwick. So that's another one that just had popped up uh, in the last few years. 
And uh, have, have you done any festivals um, at any of these, you know, pouring festivals or taste festivals or anything like that to get the name out? Yeah, we don't get invited to much festivals. Why? I don't know. I don't know. We can we can sit here and create a list of reasons why I don't get yeah. invited. <laughs> you know, a lot of people don't want to talk about those reasons. Okay. Maybe it's not those reasons and they don't realize it. Who cares? I don't get invited. People come to my spot. I yeah. make money. Yeah. You lose money when you go out to those <laughs> Listen, I, well, that's what I'm saying. If people already know about it and you're, you're doing fine business-wise, then you don't really need it. I f- honestly, I find it kind of weird sometimes when uh, breweries try to uh, get out there and get the name out there, and they're just pouring free beer for everybody, and it really doesn't, you know, add to the commercialism or the sales value or anything like that. So when you can stand on your own like you're doing, you know you have a good product. Yeah, see, the thing about festivals that we noticed, we did a few, a handful last year, and I got to tell you, I don't like the festival scene because it's just people coming up to you one after the other after the other with an empty cup, just slugging beers mm. back and forth to the point where they don't even know what they're drinking. They're yeah, just drinking to get drunk. And I'm like, let's go to a, let's go to a whiskey fest, right? If you want to get drunk, right? <laughs> and speaking there's, of whiskey, there's fast. other ways to just get drunk, but they don't they don't take the time to appreciate right. what they're tasting. They don't take the time to appreciate like what the brewer has put into it and the message that they're trying to get across or what the brand is about. And that's what our tap rooms are for. And that's why I really appreciate the farm brewery license. Absolutely. Because we get to invite the public in to experience our story, to experience our culture, to experience beer the way we intended for it to be experienced. Like for instance, in my tap room, there are no televisions because you don't come to my tap room to watch, to watch game. the game right. and drool, right? right. You, it's to interact with people and to, to really heal from what's going on outside. And I know that people might think that that's strange and they're like, no, you just drink beer to get drunk. Well, that's what Budweiser's yeah, for. Yeah. Well, that's a very holistic approach to the whole thing is, is, is almost like you said, it's healing. It, it's certain ways you build your thing and, and to get people to come in and drink and, and interact. And it's almost self-healing in a way. Yeah, I find alcohol healing, especially it when I got seventeen. It definitely healed me when I was depressed. So yeah, all I can do is continue to share, you know, what nature gives us, what Earth gives us, and what the business has given me. I think you're doing uh, really great stuff, and I'm gonna definitely come by. I I got to get over there because it's not that far away from uh, where some of the other ones uh, are located. Not in that town, but like on a on a path or a route or a little uh, beer tour that I do sometimes. I was mentioned I went to Finback. Um, I went to Queensboro. We'll get back to that in a little bit. And Bridge and Tunnel. Um, you know, everyone in the Brooklyn, Queens area uh, is doing some really great things. And my buddy Nick, who called in before, um, is probably going to tell me that he's been to Island Island, uh, but I'm not sure if he has. And I don't know if he knew it existed. So this is one that he and I and our, some of our friends are going to have to come over to and really uh, go through the experience with you. Because I really want you to kind of teach me that holistic approach to, to beer making and the ingredients and all that. For sure, for sure. We would definitely love to have you guys. I was trying to get some beer out to you guys uh, today. Uh, unfortunately, um, I'm not sure if this has anything to do with the government shutdown, but <laughs> yep. the Postal Service doesn't feel like delivering the mail. Ah. So we um, have really? a little bit of I a I did get mail up. today. I got I mail, mail today, too. but I, oh, maybe packaging okay. and stuff like that, you know, it's one of the things that can hang over the head of, of everybody in the government, saying packages yeah. aren't being delivered. I haven't got my router from Verizon in two weeks. That could be because oh, of it. So. Okay. I don't know. Well, so yeah, Danny, things, things are hung up in the mail. Yeah, no, it's mm-hmm. fine. Listen, uh, you uh, you don't have to send us anything out. You're close enough that we can get in there. And uh, like I said, I, I I want to experience the way you intended it to be experienced. And I think that'd be the best way to to drink the beer and to talk about it. No, 
well, when you guys come in, I definitely, if you guys are able to make it in within the month before we sell out, definitely try the Malby Stout. Yep. Um, it's a stout brewed with Malby bark. Um, it's a bark that we drink in the Caribbean. It's very bitter. So it's kind of like our twist on using hops in beer. We did use a little bit of hops, but the Malby ah. really is the bittering agent That's in that cool. stout. Yeah. Um, of course, you got to try the ginger beer wine. Yes. Um, I like ginger it, beer by it, itself. I like the taste, the it, flavor. Well, this is not like ginger beer. So ginger beer is a ginger reduction with sugar syrup. This is just straight ginger fermented with its own yeast. Wow. It's, yeah. it's ginger in your face. Like ginger root. Into ginger. Like, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. I've only it's, used it in cooking with stir fry or something. Right, yeah, yeah. It's great with cooking. So that's, yeah. again, like she said, the ingredients, yeah. she's very knowledgeable. It's fun aromatic. Well, Danny, thanks a lot. You want to give us the big plug? Tell us a little bit about the uh, social media, the contact information, all that. Oh, yeah, we're Island to Island Brewery on uh, Instagram. I think there's a Twitter. I think there's a Facebook. But most people just follow us on Instagram. Our website is Allentown Brewery. We're finally selling brewery merch. Nice. So please get your T-shirt, your hoodies, your tank tops. Get your gear together and show some love. And we hope to see you in our tap room. It's tap room 642. It's located at 642 Rogers Ave on um, in Brooklyn and Flatbush, it's right near the Botanical Gardens, the Brooklyn Museum, cool. uh, Prospect Park. And see, there you Theater. go. So now you got it because anyone go make hang out it. and come see us. Get the family out there and then stop by the brewery. Yes, kids are welcome and pregnant women are welcome. We got non alcoholic <laughs> brews for you too. <laughs> nice. <laughs> right. Love it. Thank you very much, Thanks Danny. Thanks for calling in, Danny. You're very welcome. Have, Have a, a great night. night, guys. You too. Enjoy. Well, that was Danny from Island to Island Brewery. Uh, really awesome what she's doing. It's something so different. You know, it, it, it's hard to even fathom what uh, a, a brewer that has that background of family tradition that's so unique to her family and so unique to some of the things that she's been doing for yeah, probably a century, right? I mean... My family traditions more, line more up with Charlie with sausage and gravy. <laughs> <laughs> Pork and sausage? Pork and yeah. tomatoes and... I mean, it makes sense. <laughs> um, we're going to go right back to the phones. This is the work with Mike and Pete. Who's still on the line with us? Are you still there? Hello. Hello? Hello. Hi. Hi. So, thank you very much for staying on the phone with us. I appreciate it. We had to get through our interview with Danny from Island to Island Brewery in Flatbush. Who are we talking oh, it, to? it's cool. So, so what is the show about? Uh, this is the work with Mike and Pete. We talk about beer. We interview beer. brewers and... Uh, if it wasn't for my sickness tonight, I'd be getting drunk right now. And that's why I actually am pretty cognizant of the words that are coming out of my mouth. Oh, okay. Well, um, well, I had a few questions. So when I called in, um, does it show, like, my number or does it show a name? I'm just curious. It says neither. Uh, in, in our small little podcast here uh, of our radio station, we don't have a f- uh, phone screener. Usually in the larger... Uh, radio shows, we'll have someone answer the phone, type in your name from where, you, where you're from and all that stuff, and then uh, send it out to the host. But in uh, here, Why it's, do you ask? Yeah. In here, it's just me popping the phones on. So what do you got? Oh, you know, just uh, I've been uh, watching your show, and it's pretty cool. It's pretty entertaining. I like I'm here sitting down and drinking a cold Bud Light, and that's it. You have a great day. You too. I love your show. Thank, Thank you. you. Well, that was cool. A little natural caller. Uh, just watching the show on YouTube live and uh, having himself a, a Bud Light, which, listen, you know, hey. I, you got to drink what you got to drink. I've only had about 70 of those. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, have, no, that's a lot, no, more, a lot more than a that. A lot, 700 maybe in your lifetime. That's probably closer. We all have. Who hasn't drank their share, fair share of the Bud Lights? 
What am I, I'm not going to pour something like this and fucking for beer pong. No, at, well, <laughs> I think I have actually. When we used to get in, like, we're for craft beer seems. No, I was doing probably Magic Hat. I was probably yeah. doing, oh, yeah. Because I didn't bring Bud Light to a party, you know, when I got into my I, early oh 20s, my late so, 20s. Let me talk about that for a second, unless you have to, like, make a run to the bathroom or something. I don't. See, the thing about not drinking all night is ah, that I don't have to pee at all. We could stay on, you know, on the air forever at this point because I don't have to do anything. I have nothing uh, in me. We uh, So we're socializing more with, like, the uh, the parents in the school. Yeah. Uh, and is it scary? I, I mean. It's a weird thing. It is a weird thing. Right. Uh, like oh, you and years I years ago, I well, read this article. It says like the top ten things uh, about being a parent that no one tells you, and one of them is like that you have to be, know new people. You have to be friends with these people for no other reason that your kids are friends, right? So, uh, like for you and I, it didn't happen because of that because our kids don't go to school together. So our wives were actually friends, and they got really friendly before oh, you yeah. and I started hanging out a lot more. Um, I think we went out to dinner. It was the first time I met you. We went somewhere, Probably, and, and then I was at. Um, but yeah, we had, um, you know, a, a number of experiences where we would meet people's, uh, family and, and parents. And I'm like, no, I don't really want to hang out yeah, with these people. They're, they're really nice. The only thing, the reason I was bringing it up, bringing it up is, uh, they, they have a lot of fun with them. They're, they're cool to hang out with and everything. But right. Like, no one else drinks craft beer. Right. Okay. So I get so a story I feel for that. Awkward. Like I'm like I don't know what to yeah, but what to say what to or bring. bring. Or what to, I know. And it's also I don't know what to talk about because I'm socially awkward and and beer is the only thing you really feel yeah, comfortable talking about. That I hear you. That in politics, which is never a good idea. So let me pick up my story right after we take this phone call. It's the word with Mike and Pete. Who do we got? Nicky Knuckles. There you go, buddy. What's Nicky up, Nux. my buddy? What are you hey, saying? so have you been to Island to Island? No, I haven't. Yeah, we've got to get over there. You're having a great show tonight, brother. Thanks, buddy. You should not get drunk on the show. You should just stay sober. <laughs> Fucking you know? heresy, Nick. See, that's the thing. You're like, when, a great show. as Mike, as the night goes on and I'm getting drunk, um, you know, we we have all these uh, the people in the studio and it gets a little crazy and we take all these breaks. We haven't taken a break yet. It's nine forty four. I've been going an hour and forty Pete minutes straight. You have to stay sober. Pete has to get drunk. You have to stay sober. No, Pete I'm working on Pete. it. You're the I'm working on it. Now. Yeah, <laughs> he's a couple in. I, I've been just I sipping and tasting. In. Yeah, and I've had a little sip of everything here, so I'm pretty I good with you. what you we're doing. You can't help yourself. You can't help yourself. Dude, help you got to try uh, next time you're in the studio. I got to bring one of these things from RAR from you. That fucking black yeah. lager from them. Yeah, the black lager is real good deal, shit. And the I uh, can't wait. The other one we had. Uh, my buddy Tim at work at uh, Liftbridge yeah. Fireside Flannel. Ooh, how was Pretty that? Nice. Not bad. Really malty and delicious. Actually, I I don't think I've had many browns. Okay. I know that's a, that, that's and I know you like that style, so yeah. I worked down for you. But uh, well, for Pete, you, for Pete, my malty equals delicious. Right? Yeah, it certainly does. I am a malt. Uh, <laughs> I do like malt in my beer. So Nick, before Mr. Malt, you're Mr. The malt, Mr. Malt, I think Pete. I want that on my license plate. Yes, great, Mr. Malt. Mr. Malt. Uh, before we got our flurry of phone calls, Nick, uh, I was telling Pete and the audience about our experiences inside of uh, well, Queens. Well, first, wait, wait. Let me interrupt you. Let me go interrupt ahead. you. I want to go to Island to Island. I'm, I'm going to go anyway. I'm, I've been meaning to go forever, and and she's awesome, and I want to go. Yeah. She's, I definitely want to try that. I went on the website real quick before she got to it, and I was looking at that. Uh, they have some porter, I think, too, a stout and a porter. So yes, yeah, yeah. You know me. I'm uh, I know. about that. You're right in there. When we went over to, so we picked up from Finback and went over to Bridge and Tunnel, and we had a porter. Remember which one that was? Was that the milk stout that you and I had? Yeah, the milk stout. You loved it, right? The chai milk stout. Yeah, the chai milk stout. That was delicious, Pete. Chai milk stout you'd like. I have a milk stout at home I didn't bring tonight from Lithbridge, too. Ah. 
Well, uh, actually, Nick, um, I would compare that milk stout that we had at Bridge and Tunnel to the one that we had from Treehouse the other night, courtesy of our buddy uh, Frank, the worst bartender ever. Uh, Frank Caffarelli. Frank the Tank Caffarelli. Frank the Tank Caffarelli, a guest on this show, uh, actually did a little beer trade with me, and he <clears> gave me a moment of clarity from Treehouse. It was a milk stout, and Nick came over this weekend, and uh, we had a few of those, and they were delicious. I'm pretty sure yeah, Frank Caffarelli hasn't had a moment of clarity since he had the ankle bracelet moved. <laughs> That's brilliant. It's a, good, it's a great line. That's wonderful. So Nick and I uh, ended up at uh, you know Bridge and Tunnel. We had the chai stout and the chai milk stout, and then uh, I got the Chipotle porter to go, and uh, we had a couple of those too along the way. So it was awesome. And then we headed over to where, buddy? Queensboro? Yeah, Queens, Queens, Queensbury. So Queens, oh Queensbury, not Queensboro. Yeah, Queensbury. Yeah. And so this is like a German uh, style, um, you know, beer hall. Big, long picnic tables, huge space, and you get a half a liter. Everything's a half a liter pour. It's a huge pour. No, you get pour. a liter, too. You get a full liter. You, get a full you liter can get a full liter, yeah. What, what about if I want cola? Yeah, a liter of cola? So can you I get a full liter of cola? They got cola, but they got, beer, they got, they got coffee and donuts. Yes, they do. They have a, a little shop there that serves some of these really hard-to-find cronuts or whatever they were called. They were like filled Maple, donuts. Maple, Nelson, yeah. Yes, those are We didn't get to have one because they were closing down shop and were all sold out of them. We drank it. We drank it. We drank the donuts that day. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we had the maple. Uh, it was a stout Wait, or a porter. It was a maple. A donut. It was a maple donut stout. It maple was... donut stout, yes. That sounds yeah. good. It was good. It was big, and it's low ABV. I like maple syrup and donuts, of course. Right. Fat and with a little yeah. bit of chocolatey, roasty part of it, it I can get it, down you can taste that. it. Where was that from? Yeah, they do Queens good things Brewery. over there. They have good shows there, man. They yep. do good things, man. They did a lot of different vibe. We and Buckley went over to uh, to KCBC the other night before a show. We went to see, uh, hmm. what was it, Thursday, I guess? And uh, we went to, to KCBC before that. And uh, we had a couple rounds of their stuff there, a couple Pilsners, some Black Pilsners and things. And cool. They, have, they do good things there, too. But... Uh, Nothing that was too outstanding, though. But uh, that that trip we took that day was pretty good. And remember, what about that Coquito beer from? Pimpac oh yeah, so so Nick and and, and Buck came over this weekend uh, for a little uh, Christmas post Christmas uh, fiesta. And uh, yeah, Nick brought over some stuff. I gave them uh, some of the Sand City Red Sand. That oh yeah, yeah, Frank. That was great. Yeah, Frank uh, hooked me up, and he lives uh, works right by. Sand City, so it's a few minutes away. And when I can't, couldn't get up there, you know, yeah, I have. I brought yeah. one for you. Um, when I couldn't get up there on a Friday on the can release, I was afraid they're going to sell out, and I wanted to get the boys something to uh, to suck on a little bit over the weekend. That's Baby. what they said. And uh, hey, hey, what's it, what's it, what's it, Frank went up and grabbed us a few cans of Red Sand and brought it back. And it was uh, it's one of my favorite beers from Sand City. It's not really? overly it's hoppy. It's one of my favorite. It's a hoppy amber. It's a dry hopped amber. It's but delicious. Not too no, not it's too not. I'm, interested. Yeah. I'm very interested. I had the, the double, hoppy amber double, from um, yeah. uh, Tree Treehouse. I had the the ma. The ma. It's, yeah, it ranks right up there with it. All right, ranks right up there with it. I would good. say San City's right better. There, right there, right there. Right I had right the ma as well. You gave me one of those. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's good. So um, yeah, so uh, they came over and then Nick uh, brought over like a little uh, mixed four pack. He got some of the Mickler Dunkel, which was awesome. Yeah, very nice, very nice. Very malty. I took a little taste of that. I wanted to leave you that to, to savor. So yeah, that was good. Um, what, was, what was some of them out of beers? I had that Coquito Finback. Yes, and, the Coquito. Uh, and, a, and a Stillwater Stout. I, I have yet to drink that one. That was the only one left uh, in the arsenal that was not drank. 
that night. And uh, since then, excuse me, yesterday, uh, Sunday, after that long night of drinking, I kind of took a time out. And then today I haven't felt all that great. So I'll get into that's that still ominous, water soon. That's an ominous can. That's an ominous looking can. It is. Out, it's know? all <laughs> black and silver. It's, it looks kind of scary. How about the Mexican cake you brought me? Oh, yeah, yeah. The Westbrook Mexican cake. That looks... I uh, forgot about that. That's always like the forgot, forgotten one. I forgot that I could pick that up. Yeah, because it, it's that season where all these, uh, you know, milk stouts and stouts and porters are out. And I, I do like dark beer season. I like the black lagers. I like the black IPAs. Um, all those things really, you know, get me going. So I, I appreciate you bringing over, um, uh, you know, that really cool uh, Stillwater. And like you said, the uh, the Coquito was really different. It was a coconut porter. Yeah, coconut stout. It was it's a like stout. A, uh, cinnamon coconut and yeah, vanilla. vanilla and nutmeg. It was not over the top in spices. It had more of the it was smooth. You could smooth. See it wasn't yes, heavy. it wasn't that heavy. No, it really wasn't. It was pretty good. I and have it, a couple more. I was I meant to bring them in. I only brought the one. <laughs> <laughs> no, those are, that was house. plenty. If I don't drink them all. I'll try to save a couple. Yeah. Um. I just want to, uh, we are still... We're going to do Island to Island, and... Yes, uh, we're going to have to I go over there. Wanna, yeah, I think that's the next, that's definitely the destination, Island to Island, and that whole southern tip of Brooklyn I got to go to, so that's that's next on the map. Yeah, I mean, we. what haven't you had over there? Oh, man, other half, strong rope, and uh, I guess uh, threes. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Those two, yeah. Yeah, those are good ones. Yeah, we got to go over and, those. Uh, yeah, we got to do that. That's a little, little run. Take Graz. Graz, tell him, get him on the line. Let's go. Yeah, no, Graz didn't call in tonight. He's taking some time. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a whole thing, Nick. It, yeah, it's a uh, whole no, other story no, for worry. another night. But uh, listen, we um, we actually had um, the, one of the, the Cy- was it Cypress or was it? Uh, yeah, we had Cypress. No, I know. But um, who had the, the beer that was doing with the chocolate nibs? I thought for sure. if he Cypress. Heard, it was, yeah. So he does this stout with chocolate oh. nibs. I thought for sure he was going to call in the minute he heard the word chocolate nibs. But uh, like I said, I think he's taking just some time for right now. So uh, we'll get we'll get him back on soon enough. He's, of course, of course. He's our regional correspondent as well. Nick, yeah. buddy, um, I'm going to have... Listen, I want to uh, wrap this up tonight on time for the first time Happy ever. Happy New Year, fellas. You Happy too, New buddy. Year, fellas. Uh, yeah, Happy, Happy New Year, Nick. We're going to have a successful 2019. So, Pete, Happy New Year. Happy, Happy New Year, year buddy. Thanks for calling in, as always. Of course, brother. Of course. All right, buddy. Talk to you guys soon, man. See you. See you. See you. Ah, Nick, our regional correspondent from Queens and Brooklyn, really does uh, you know, have some information. I think he's been drinking tonight, though. You can kind of tell. Maybe he, because I'm not drinking, I can tell. Oh, no. He always sounds drunk to me. <laughs> it's, in it a might good be way. No, in a good way. Yeah. Now, we had a really fun time on that little beer tour in Queens, and uh, we want to do a couple of different ones uh, to, just to hit, like you said, some of those other places. Yeah. Strong Rope Threes, Other Half, that whole you know section of Brooklyn where you can actually take it to East New York and, and get off the train and walk maybe a half mile and, and get to a couple of breweries. So a lot of cool things going on out there. We had um, Callie Beer Girl on our social media reach out and just say she wanted to do it, but uh, I told her we were still live. So give us a call, 516-465-3990-516-513-0515. We are running down to about seven minutes left, seven minutes left well, in the show. So Let's take a little break. and You want to take a break? I, uh, I really do want to wrap up on the time. Bathroom. No, well, can you wait seven minutes? <laughs> Guess not. Let's, all right, just go. Can we go to ten ten. Just go. I'll Let's tell just the, go to ten ten. No, no, just go oh, to death. Fuck it, all right. And I'll tell the story of the other story. So after the night of Queens, 
Um, with Nick and I went into those, uh, you know, various places. We, uh, the next day went to some local places. So my buddy, Mike, our regional correspondent up in Massachusetts, uh, came down to Long Island and we went out to the small craft brewery in Amityville, our hometown brewery where we grew up and sat and had a few beers and had a great time. I took a few things to go and, and just going back Pete to the things that I was saying before with meeting people's, uh, parents and stuff like that. Um, actually, one of the my neighbors, uh, whose uh, daughter is friendly with my daughter and in the same grade, uh, came by Smallcraft and was picking up some beers. I thought it was you know very funny and very interesting that we shared this common bond uh, at one of their parties over the summer. And uh, you know we're sitting in the back in a tent and and having a great time and it's beautiful out. And I go to put my beer in the cooler and what I saw in the cooler was night shift from up in Massachusetts. I saw a starting line. I saw some other beers that I hadn't seen uh, that were Massachusetts-based, and I went, wow, um, you really have a tremendous amount of craft beer in here, and where do you get it? So one of his uh, friends, or maybe it was his sister, I don't remember, um, had brought it down from Massachusetts. She lives up there now, and it's the first time that I found out that one of my friends, one of my daughter's friend's fathers likes craft beer. And so it was an easy selling point and talking point. And uh, like I said, we ran into him at Smallcraft uh, that same Christmas weekend, and uh, he was getting the raspberry stout. is almost like a jelly roll. And uh, the raspberry stout is what Jay picked up at my neighbor uh, at Smallcraft while we were there. So that was a cool little stop by. And we had um, uh, you know, Mike and his sister and his sister's uh, husband who live in Massapequa. They came through, and it was just cool. I was saying that uh, you know, one of my daughter's friend's father's um, lives around the block. They live right around the block, and they sure. had craft beer in their fridge, uh, in their cooler over the summer. They had night shift. They had starting line. They had all these beers, and I went, "Wow!" So it was a talking point. That and saying back to what we were talking about with yeah. our kids, you know, friends. That thank God that one of them, oh. one of the first ones, and he lives literally around the block. That we can share that. And then I ran into him at Small Craft. He was filling up some growlers before the jet nice. game. That last jet game that sucked ass. Um, I have a side question. Yeah, good. Uh, so you haven't been in the bathroom yet. It's no. a fucking sauna in there. And is I'm it? just wondering, do we want governors to burn down or do we not want It's a space heater underneath, right? There's a space heater. Yeah, we'll turn that off before we leave. You know what, though? It gets so <laughs> cold that I don't think anyone turns it off. Well, we have one last phone call here. It's the work with Mike and Pete. Who are we talking to? Hey, it's Michelle. How are you doing? Hey, how's it going? This is uh, Callie Beer Girl? No, this is uh, Green Eyed Beer Babe. No. Who are you? <laughs> Jesus Christ, Mike. <laughs> I only know people by their online names. Oh, okay. Well, then this is the brew babe. Oh, okay. Hey, what's going on? I had very little contact with you in the last few days, so I wasn't expecting to call in, but thanks a lot for calling in, Michelle. Surprise, surprise. Yes. You're semi-local, right? You're in Queens? Is that right? Uh, actually, very close. I, I live in Nassau, but I do work oh. in Queens. I work at LIC Beer Project. That's right. Yes, that's what we thought. Okay, good, great. So uh, we have, uh, you're a home brewer and a cider maker, as we can see here on your Instagram page. And then LIC is one of those, uh, you know, up and coming uh, types of breweries. We've seen them at the festivals. They got contracts with things like City Field and, and some other places. So tell Correct. us a little. Madison Square Garden. Yeah, Madison mm-hmm. Square Garden. That's right. So tell us a little bit about the brewery um, and, the, and the history of it, as you may know. And, and when did you start working there? I started working in March. Um, I originally worked at 1940s uh, really? in Hillbrook. That's right. I was there for a couple of years as the sales rep there. Cool. Um, I started at LIC in March, and um, 
<clears throat> it's been a great experience all around. Uh, we are a 20-barrel brew house. Uh, we, yeah, it's big. Uh, we originally were a um, Belgian side brew house. Uh, we're the first brewery in New York City to have a cool ship. Ooh. So uh, now we do uh, hoppy experimental beers. We have can releases every couple of weeks. Uh, we do a couple of collabs here and there. So we're getting I, out there. I've so, seen some tell me a little bit stuff. more about this cool ship experience. I've always wanted to try the ones from uh, from Allagash because they're the only ones I know that do a cool ship. But that series is yeah, not released so uh, I, outside of the brewery. Yeah, so I actually haven't uh, been part of the, uh, only the beginning process of it. Uh, we used the cool ship back in June, and unfortunately, I wasn't there for it because I was sick. So I missed out. It was a couple of days that we uh, we had let it ferment. Um, we have like a cool ship room for that, uh, and then we had transferred in barrels. They're actually sitting in the barrels right now. Nice. Um, so I'm pretty excited to see when they're going to come out. We're probably going to leave them for about a year. Jesus. So is that okay, what it yeah. really, really just one of those things that takes, takes forever, forever was, just I to just get saw going? I just from Allagash. They had um, <clears throat> their cool ship beer was eight barrel aged for like three years. Then they're going to put it on raspberries for like another three or six months. Jesus. Dubco uh, recently, yeah, I think they over built the summer, a cool ship. Yeah, they did a cool ship, and they said it's going to you know several years before they release it. So yeah. Yeah, our season yeast, uh, the yeast that uh, we've actually tested it. Um, turns out that they have like uh, fig notes to it, so Ooh. I think it has something to do with all the Greeks and Italians and their fig trees in Astoria. But uh, we get some uh, interesting flavor um, with our cool ship beers or ones that we stick in our barrel. So yeah. we'll see what happens. Are you a uh, you were a three eleven fan? Uh, yes, I am. Yes, I, <laughs> I saw that you were at Jones Beach and. Uh, I was I I love three eleven. That's one of my favorite. The summer I know Pete Pete's a metalhead, so I'll put something <laughs> on a little harder for you, Pete. Sorry. It's okay. I appreciate metal as well. I saw Lamb and God and Slipknot I think in like a year or so ago. There you so, go. Right, right, right up Pete's alley. Now now we're talking. <laughs> now we now we can have a conversation. <laughs> Slipknot's new album. Slipknot has a new album coming out in this year. I'm, You're excited. I am excited. Yeah. There. Have you heard the new uh, the new single? No, I haven't. All Out Life. It's fucking great. Yeah. I'll, I'll put that no. on at the end. You want me to put that on at the end of the show yeah. today? Yeah. Is it um, out there? All right, I'll put yeah, it it's, on, it's on Spotify. I just want something a little more chiller. Like, this is... No, I like zero chilling I know. music. <laughs> you really don't. The more <laughs> aggressive and angrier, the better, <laughs> and the happier I feel. Uh, Michelle, so uh, you've had some experience out in 1940s, and uh, now you're with LIC. So what what are you doing with them? Are you are you sales repping them, or are you, uh, you know, assisting in the brew house? What are you doing? So um, I handle the branding and marketing for cool. the brewery. So um, I handle tap room events, um, any, like, uh, we do special release beers. We have Pile of Crowns, our, like, most beloved beer. Mm. We do events with that. Like, uh, we have a Coronation Day. It's an awesome day. Uh-huh. Uh, we have food, music. It's a great, uh, great concept. Pre-lunch <laughs> really turnout is. people. Yeah, people line up at 7.30 in the morning. I was a little overwhelmed. It was my first coronation day. <laughs> my daughter uh, would didn't love expect that. such a crazy day. Yeah. But, Sounds uh, like something out of Frozen. Um, yeah, it's, it's very Frozen-esque. <laughs> <laughs> uh, festivals. Um, originally, I did help out with packaging, and I learned very quickly that my <laughs> it's tiring and not as exciting. So I'm pretty happy to just stick with marketing, branding, traveling for festivals. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do a lot of educational nights and uh, tastings. Um, so, yeah, it's getting involved on that front, on the public front. Awesome. Now, you're a, you're a, a beer uh, connoisseur, as I say, and, and you've been traveling a lot. And 
gathering some stuff. What do you see outside of the Long Island area that's really surprising? Have you been to like little hubs that are doing stuff uh, differently, or what have you noticed out there? Hmm, that's a really interesting uh, trying to think. Uh, I've been to quite a few places this year. I actually am starting to be more into cider than um, beer itself. Oh, okay, cool. Because I have I have celiac, so mm-hmm. um, learning no to beers. brew and drink gluten free and gluten yeah. reduced is, uh, is has been a challenge for me. What's different? That's um, got to kill you, right? Just sitting there saying, like, oh, I really uh, love the taste of it, but can't sit there and drink it. There's those. no way I can drink it. I, I get violently sick, so oh. it does kill me. It was a real, little bit of a struggle when I first came back into homebrewing a couple of years ago, but mm. um, now it's at a point, only so often I get pretty upset. There are beers out there that I wish I could try that I really can. Um, any Anything like like bourbon barrel aged stouts mm. or um, I'm like a dark beer drinker, uh, like porters. Um, anytime I see those kind of beers out there, um, I, I really want to try. I can't have it. Like Nightmare, someone gave me. Yes, Nightmare um, was a, a oh new. God. Yeah, it was. Uh, what was it? The 11%, I think they had 11% yep. like uh, stout, Imperial Stout. Mm. I, I really wanted to try it and it was a great gift, but I couldn't. Uh-huh. I couldn't try it, and that, that made me very sad for Christmas. So I gave it to my brother instead and watched him enjoy it, sadly. I think, I think Pete would really appreciate Nightmare. If you look at the um, the can art, it's very, very metal. Very metal. Yeah, yeah, I saw the branding. Something different on Long Island, something you don't see. Now, where are they operating out of? Are they nomadic right now, or do they actually have a, a, a tap room? I For what? For Nightmare? Yeah. I could have sworn they're gypsy brewing. I don't know if that's like the right terminology for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, nomadic gypsy, whatever. Um, yeah, death yeah, metal and hard inspired brewers. I'm yes, you're, you're very intrigued, Pete. Pete, this is right up Pete's alley. I'm glad you mentioned Nightmare because I wanted to talk to him about this uh, a few weeks ago when I first saw some of the stuff hit the shelves here on Long Island. But they were actually doing stuff out of Great South Bay. That's where I, th- I knew yeah, they were. That yeah, I think, and so is lineup. I think lineup has done or still does. Uh, some brewing out of Great Tuppy as well. So I'm and, not surprised um, that they're doing it there. And, and Root and & Branch, too. Root & Branch uses them. Yep. So uh, And then I heard uh, most recently they're going to be setting up uh, in Copeg, which is uh, just a town yep. over from where I am, and I am very excited yep. for that. 17% that well. stout. Yes. Jesus. Wow. Jesus, 17%. Um, all right, so tell us, uh, you know, uh, here's what I want you to do. Um, because we, we want to start creeping into Queens. We've had some um, people reach out from uh, the guys, from uh, the couple from Big Alice and, and Rich from uh, Bridge and Tunnel. We really want to start uh, gathering some of the brewers from uh, the Queens and Brooklyn area. If you have somebody's ear and they're interested in being on the podcast, we'd love you guys all to come out uh, to be on the show live in studio. You know, we, we kind of hang out, taste, drink, get drunk. I'm not getting drunk tonight. I don't feel so good, but... <laughs> Uh, our typical format is just shenanigans, and if you listen to any of the uh, podcasts prior, uh, yeah, you'll you'll hear the the craziness and the transition, like at a festival where it starts off really inform- informational and, and informative, and then it goes straight to just go sideways, real sideways quick. quick, and it's great. Oh, so I called at the right time then. Absolutely. Well, you did. Well, today, like I said, I'm not as bad. I'm usually at, I'm I'm at the helm here at the controls. I'm drinking by myself tonight, Michelle. Yeah, Pete is really just Aww. putting them down. I know. I feel bad. I've been sipping along the way, but I'm not right, so I don't really want to overdo it tonight. But we had to get the show on. Show must go on. A new season of the show, and we really like to start including some of the uh, you know Brooklyn and Queens breweries. So if you you can uh, 
you know, get in touch with us, DM us if there's anyone that can send us a, an email address or anything like that. We'd love to get them in because I really do like what they're putting together. Everything I've had from LIC has been unbelievable. And my sister lives fairly close. So we need an easy, uh, quick We'll hit you up later if you want to come down. If you're you're interested, we'll hit you up for a, yeah. a show in February or something if you want to come down. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah, it sounds, sounds like a plan. Nothing like having the marketing guy, uh, lady, marketing lady, <laughs> and the boys. Right. Uh, now, is there uh, a female brewer over there? I'm not uh, 100% familiar with the lineup. Of... Uh, no, it's uh, not necessary. Um, not exactly. So, uh, Daniel Acosta is the founder and head brewer of LIC Bear Project. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he was a home brewer and traveled through Europe and fell in love with Belgian style beers, and that's how he got his inspiration Okay, when he came here and started. So, his sister, Caitlin Acosta, um, she's not so much in the media as far as brewing, but her and her brother, uh, some of the early recipes, they they would collaborate and come up with it. Okay, uh, it is his brewery, it is his baby, uh, so that's for sure. But um, she is a taproom manager; she's actively involved. Um, they possibly could be coming up with uh, a beer sometime soon. I know they definitely want to put out a release, like a sibling one. So oh, um, that's he, cool. Yeah, we were just speaking to. Uh... <laughs> To a few uh, brewers, uh, we were talking to uh, Danny from Island. Danny Island. from Island to Island gave us a call today, and uh, oh and no way! Yeah, yeah, she was great, and, and what she's doing over there is very unique. And again, um, she didn't see much of a difference, you know, in regards to her her scope of uh, and around her life of of being a woman head brewer. But yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely something that's now uh, more and more popular that women are taking a huge. Uh, you know, a step forward and becoming head brewers and owners and really doing what the men can do. There's really not much difference. In, yeah. So in fact, men suck I, and I like women the, are always touched, awesome. So that's that's yeah. My you touched on an important uh, point there. I know there's a lot of uh, with as much as positivity out there. There's some negativity. Uh, you know, people, women especially, feeling there's a divide. And uh, me and Caitlin, and I can't really, I shouldn't really speak for herself, but. I know for myself, uh, there really isn't a divide out there. Um, I, I want to speak on that party. There yeah. are breweries like LIC that are male-dominated, yes. 15 male employees, wow. 14, let's say. 14, yeah, about 14 male employees. You know, And, um, you know, we don't feel any different. I don't feel like, oh, I'm being objectified or, oh, they're not listening to me because I'm a woman or I'm not making as much. I feel exactly equal as any guy there, mm-hmm. and uh, there, you know, there's a there's there needs to be a little bit more push for the breweries that are, even though there's not a whole lot of women out there, it you know, working at their breweries that you know everybody really is equal, and I don't think that's said enough. No, it's not. 100% I think that true. I think a lot of times they're like we're being shut down because we're women, and I think there needs to be more women stepping up, saying, well, not everywhere, you right. know, and people are doing it right, and. LIC is doing it right. 1940s did do that right. So, um, you know, I just want to touch upon that, that there is much, you know, people are saying that there is separation. There there really isn't. And I, I know I'm going to get hated, You're you know, from mail. saying yeah. that right now as a woman, but <laughs> no, I, I need to speak up on that true, because so. it, it, that's from my experience. Though. It could be different for anyone else, but I know yeah. from my experience. Uh, working in the industry, they're really, they don't treat me any different, that's to awesome. be honest. That's good to hear. Yeah. And that's the way it should be, because there's nothing else yeah. that, that can separate you from any other man putting together recipes, doing the, the labor, doing right. everything. There's nothing. Right. Um, so that, that's that's one of the remarkable things I'm finding in the craft beer industry right now is is the insurgence of women uh, with all the groups. You know, they got the Pink Boot Society. You have, uh, 
you know, a, a bunch of those types of clubs and areas that are Yeah, I don't really to... belong to any of those. But um, <laughs> uh, nothing wrong with them. No, nothing no. wrong with them. I do like what they're doing. Yes. I just, uh, um, I, I like to be considered equal as everyone. So I, I do like to belong to just craft beer groups or homebrew groups. Right. That includes everyone, not excluding Right, right. Well, that people. makes yeah. perfect sense. And uh, we want to see more of that, especially here in New York, our, our uh, huge, uh, I guess, conservative-based, uh, liberal-based, conservative-based, conservative-based. Depends on where in New York Yeah, you I are. guess, I guess we go upstate. It's a little <laughs> different than down here. But yes, I, I really want to see that uh, grow and mature, and I think we're going to be able to get some, uh, you know, really great, uh, I guess, beer out of it all. You guys... Uh, have really done a lot for the industry and, uh, you know, places like Lineup, places like Mustache, they've really come together and, and showed that women in craft beer uh, can really make a, a difference. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's anyone really can with the right education and passion. I mean, it really, you know, there really is no divide per se with right. that. So. Well, Michelle, thank you very much for calling the show. Uh, Michelle from the Long Island Craft Beer Project. Long Island. L-I-C. L-I-C. I may keep trying to say the acronym. Roll up the L-I-C is so much better. Great beer coming out of there. And, yeah, hopefully we can get you guys on the show. Come down, we'll drink, we'll hang out, and have a good time. All right, awesome. Take care, guys. Thanks for calling, Michelle. Bye. So that was Michelle from L-I-C. And, like I said, they've been putting together some really great beer over the last you know, a few years that they've been open. Uh, I want to get more history. That's why I didn't really go too far into the history of what she's doing at the brewery. and Try and get them on the show. Yeah, I really want to have a more long-form, you know, interview with her. And then we have one last phone call for the night. This is The Work with Mike and Pete. Who are we talking to? This is Amber. Um, I'm on Cali Beer Girl on hey. Instagram. Hey, Amber, how are you? I got you mixed up with Michelle, who <laughs> called in just before. It was an awkward moment for Pete and I. <laughs> where I called her the Cali Beer Girl because we were going back and forth trying to get you on, but we have two phone lines and she was on the other one. So, ah, yeah. so Cali Beer Girl on Instagram, um, you are located where? I am actually in the East Bay in California. There you go, and hence the reason Cali Beer Girl. By the way, the not in Mississippi, <laughs> not, <laughs> not in Mississippi. Oh, okay, yes. just check. All right. Besides your sultry pictures online, the thing that got me... You like that word this evening. I do like sultry. It's great. Um, My daughter's middle name is Callie. Thank you very much. Oh, nice. Actually, my daughter's name is Callie. Oh, there you go. I uh, We conceived my daughter in California before coming back to New York. Very awkward. I know. <laughs> very no, awkward. No, it's fine. It's <laughs> no. great. It's natural. It's human. It's it's all that. So what are you drinking tonight, Amber? <laughs> uh, you know, I actually have not had a chance to have a beer yet. Yeah, she's three hours behind. It's only 7 o'clock by her. So she's two yeah, hours behind. Yeah, just making dinners and stuff. Right, exactly. <laughs> so I saw you just, uh, you've been trading a little bit online. That's one of the things that drew us in, and, and you're getting some of that 450. Uh, 450 is one of those ones that's like heavily traded online, the nugget line, the uh, mm-hmm. the the slush line, and the other one, there was another, uh, fresh fruit, F-R-O-O-T. So what did you think about what you pulled in uh, at 450? Well, I actually had have not had a chance to try it oh, yet. Oh, snap. So what is uh, the post about? I, I guess I didn't read. Got to get me I was actually <laughs> trying to get somebody to trade with me. All right, so maybe we can get you that. Maybe we can uh, broker that deal. Um, that would be awesome. Yeah, and you got to get it out on the West Coast. But out on the West Coast, uh, what is your favorite beer that you can't really get enough of out there? Uh, right now, there's actually a black lager. It's um, Kaleidoscope. Sports beer. Sports beer. And it's from beer. Devil's Canyon. I had a delicious Schwarzbier from Texas uh, 
earlier in the show that I liked a lot from Rar Brewery. Nice. So what is the brewery that... Uh... It's Devil's Canyon. Devil's Canyon. And so where is that located? I want to say it is in Campbell. Okay. But and the problem that... is, is they are only open Friday nights to the public. Really? That's yeah. different because you don't really see tasting rooms kind of only that have their doors. Yeah. yeah, that's. Yeah, they only do private parties. Apparently, we actually tried showing up one time. <laughs> How fancy! So they, they're they're selling more bottle uh, lines than like sixteen ounce cans or stuff like that. Though they do sell sixteen ounce cans and Here twelve. In. Devil's Canyon. Oh, I've Company only seen the bottles. Yeah, the Saint bottles Carlos are, are seem to be the lineup. So, what's your favorite from that? You said it was the. It's the Black Logger. Black Log. And so that's uh, obviously something that's going around and uh, definitely a uh, seasonal thing, or they have it all year round? Uh, so far, I've seen it uh, probably for the last year, so I'd say all year round. Oh, I find it at, Bev, uh, not BevMo, but Wine and More. Okay. So you can get yeah. it at a local establishment rather than trying to hit up the yeah. taste room. Okay, so they do distribute, which is great. Yeah. yeah. We don't know. Sometimes when we reach out across the country, some places are just so different in the way things go. It's kind of interesting, mm-hmm. so we try to get the background of it. So it's mostly independent breweries distributing. And do you have, like, a local spot that's uh, a place to get it? I know you said your your store. Wine and More. Yeah, just the store. It's called Total Wine and More. Oh, yeah, it's that's Total Wine. Oh, Total Wine. Yeah, we yeah. have Total Wines out here, but we only have, like, one or two. We only, no, th- so there's one Total Wine, and yeah. because New York uh, alcohol laws are fucking silly, so there's a Total <laughs> Wine, which sells wine and spirits. Yep. And then uh-huh. there's New York Craft and More that's technically oh. a separate store where they have to put beer because you can't sell beer with wine and liquor. Correct. So it's two Oh, separate. wow. So it's one building with two entrances and two POS systems <laughs> because so stupid. New York is fucking dumb. <laughs> yeah, it seems so Oh, yeah, stupid. we got one big store that we get lost in for about two to three hours. Oh, that's, that's every crazy. other Total Wine <laughs> yes, everywhere else. Everywhere else. Except New York. <laughs> oh. Screw I went to one in Minnesota, and yeah, it's... It's, it's Mecca? It's fucking magic. Yeah. It's like a... Yeah. It's the best candy, the candy store, store in the world. Oh, oh exactly. Yeah. They had, like, not even, like, like a super magnum of uh, of Chimay Blue, like... Really? Fucking huge. Like a two-foot-tall oh. bottle of beer. <laughs> oh, shit. That's it was, fantastic. It was awesome. Um, so what are your uh, close local breweries out there? Uh, for me, I have Altamont Beer Works. Okay. I have Blaker Brewery. Um, see, Morgan Territory. And a good amount in Sacramento that we go to a lot. Nice. And so, um, you know, is the scene relatively exploding out there like it is out here? Or is it kind of already established and been around for a while? I'm sorry, I missed the question. My husband's talking to me. Hey, settle down back there, sir. <laughs> um, no, I, I said, is the, is the, uh, <laughs> Pete's dying right now. Is the scene, re- is it relatively new? Is it still exploding? Or has it been settled in and been around for a while? Um, you know, I'd say it's kind of in the middle. It's still fairly new, but it's, kind of out of control out here we have a lot of breweries yeah and so same thing like festivals run and it's kind oh, of yeah. the same concept so what oh, are yeah. some of the uh the, the great um festivals that they have out there do you have like a big big one that's like once a year all california or west coast based breweries oh goodness i have no idea on that because no. i just recently started doing festivals but okay. i know we just did the um sack coffee beer fest Ooh. which was really nice it was a lot of beers with coffee uh-huh and then we did a Lodi Beer Festival, which is a fairly small one. Okay. So that's more of a local place or a local yeah. festival that has stuff. Well, that's yeah. awesome. And then San Francisco does random events and stuff. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it's a it's a good beer scene. Uh, you have a lot of Francisco, your. San Francisco, yeah, there's a few. Yeah, I mean, just a couple. <laughs> <laughs> How far are you away uh, from San Francisco? A couple hours. About forty five minutes. Oh, nice. All right, so not too bad. So you're in the northern part of that uh, Sacramento area. Yes. Okay, good. All right, that's cool. Um, and so, uh, have you? What else have you had from around the country that you're kind of excited? Besides the four fifty of trying, have you had anything out here on the way, uh, East Coast? Um, is Trillium that way? Yes, it is. Massachusetts. We had that recently. I actually did a beer trade with somebody else, nice. and they were able to send me some of that. Would you? Mike's get? wearing a Trillium hat. I am wearing a Trillium hat right now. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. Uh, what did I get? Oh, I don't even remember what they were called. Uh, Fort Point. I Fort Point the other night. Congress Street. Fucking great. Yeah, Fort Point's great. I haven't had really those. Uh, Black Metal, which was a black nope. IPA. Um, day and Night, the coffee stout, or Night and Day. It depends oh, on which way you do it. that good, but I have not had that. Uh, I don't even remember. How long ago? Because they, they do a lot of uh, uh, Cutting Tiles, Staircase. Cutting Tiles, I had that one. Yeah, that, that one was good. That one is uh, a well-known one from that. What is that? I believe... It is a, another IPA. I believe it was a hazy. Yeah. Ah. Or is it, oh, no, it's a double. It's a double. There you go. Double IPA. Okay. Yeah, Vicinity was their other double. I knew there was a, a back-to-back. Then there's A Street, which is a standard uh, IPA. And then you have, the see, Four Point, what they do is they dry hop it, and then they do variants of the dry hop. So they do Mosaic, they do Amarillo, they do Galaxy dry hop. So they have a couple of different releases depending on, you know, uh, what else is there. You got Stilling Street, which is another great one. And then uh, they do this um, this number series, the fermentation series. So mm-hmm. they're up to seventy two fermentations, uh, all different every single time. I got one that was a fruited IPA. I've gotten one that's a uh, uh, yeah, pilsner. There's some really great ones that they put together, and everything is just freaking phenomenal. I'll tell you. Yeah, so I, far I've, I was happy with the few I got to try. Yeah, and, and be honest with you, and I've gone. I'm starting to go through all my treehouse beers. Have you had treehouse out there yet? I have not yet. Yeah, it's, well, it's another one. It's like in Massachusetts, it's Treehouse or Trillium. Those are the two that you're going to try to get ahead of. Have you had any okay. any New York-based beers, other half? Nope, none of them. Yeah, all right. So maybe if we can get we'll uh, set up together. some trades. Yeah, because there's definitely stuff out there that I want to yeah. try. We got some, you know, the ones up in the northwest. We have a guy that we're going to start trading with soon for, like, things like, um, what do we talk about, Monkish or... Yes. Oh, Monkish. Yeah. I haven't had them yet, but I hear they're very good. Yeah, there's a couple out there that I'm really interested in that's flying around the uh, in the trade beer trade scene. Uh, but yeah, yeah. We, ha- we have a, so, so many beers. I mean, our show, uh, we're in our second season, and uh, Amber, we, we've had a lot of brewers in, and we haven't even scratched the surface of Long Island, let alone Queens, Brooklyn, Manhattan, upstate. We've had actually more people from New Jersey on the show than we've had... Uh, oh. New Jersey's exploding. I mean, exploding. You got Carton. You have, um, what's the other one? Cypress, that? Red Cyp- Tank, well, Ross. Red Tank, Ross, all sorts. Yeah, we had uh, Cypress on the show today. Um, Charlie gave us a really good interview. So, yeah, there's so much stuff oh. out here on the East Coast. Uh, it's so saturated, but yet they carve out their own little thing. It's, it's unbelievable. I'm assuming that's the same thing over by you, right? It is. It is, yeah. So, listen, we, I, I told Pete today that we were going to do it right to 10 o'clock. And uh, I really wanted to get you on because I know we've been going back and forth for probably a month now of getting you on the show. (laughs) But we want to uh, we want to go further with you um, on another show as we get further along in our season. 
But right now, I, I do want to wrap up and, and get this done. So, listen, Amber, thank you very much for calling in and being patient with us as you're— Thanks for calling in because it was an opportunity for me to crack open another beer. Yes, he had another one <laughs> nice. while we're talking to you. <laughs> well, I'm going to have one after I'm done talking myself. Nice. Cheers. You as well. You guys have a great night. You too. Thanks thank a lot. <laughs> Bye. Bye. That's the work with Mike and Pete. We got a lot of the country Two covered. hours, 20 minutes, yeah. zero breaks. Zero breaks. I, uh, if I don't have to pee, it, it's no big deal. I should Fair just enough. not drink at our show. You and your is, goddamn child's bladder. It is. It's terrible. So let's let's recap for a second. So we heard from New Jersey, Ontario. We heard from California. And, and we heard from Queens, Michelle, who was Queens, Queens and Brooklyn. Brooklyn. And, so and, of course, two Nick. boroughs. Yep. Another two states, two states and another country. That's correct. It's pretty far reaching. Show. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. One fucking hell of a show. That's that how is, we did it. It's a lot of geography in one I'm going to say, Pete, it, it took a lot to kind of schedule that all out. And I'm, I'm really very, very thankful for everyone who you called in tonight. take credit for that because I did zero prep work <laughs> other than getting some beer mailed in. If anyone gets uh, messages from Instagram, it's usually me because I he's not a social media guy. He's more of the local phone call email guy getting our scheduled guests in the studio, which we usually have. Today's an, uh, you know, the start of a new season, the start of new things, and we want to kind of go around and, and circle around the country and, the, I guess, the north. The globe. The globe. No, well, we'll eventually the hemisphere? We'll get I was going to say North America, but is Canada North America considered? I would say really? so, right? Is it? You educate children. I don't educate history <laughs> or, or geography. Yeah. Or geology. It's part of North America. Okay, good. All right, so, yeah, North America. We hit up North America today. All over it, too. It was great. North America consists of Greenland, mm-hmm. Canada. Uh, not Iceland. I don't know. They're on the cusp. They might be. Yeah. Now i got to Google that. All right, and, of course, you got your uh, Nova Scotia up there, and then you go across Canada. I know Nova, Nova Scotia's part, part of Canada. Canada. I know. I've been to it. Uh, and then you got United States and Mexico, right? Yes. Yeah, all right. So I'm not bad. I'm not that far off, buddy. All right, well, this is The Work with Mike and Pete. Thanks for the uh, geography lesson. I appreciate it. And uh, we will Iceland be... is part of Europe. It is. It is part of Europe. So Greenland, I think... Is part of North America, which would be part... as an independent country, then? It is an independent country. Uh, though philosoph- physiographically... That's a word in the word. Mm-hmm. Physiographically part of the continent of North America, Greenland okay. has been politically and culturally associated with Europe. Okay. Goddamn socialists. God, they're goddamn socialists. <laughs> Pete, what was the name of that song you wanted to hear uh, that we were talking about before? The new release? Slipknot, All Out Life. All Out Life? All right, so we'll play that after we uh, get out of here. Um, Slipknot, there we go. Video directed by uh, Sean Clown Cran. Okay. That means nothing to you? Nothing to me. Nope, I have no idea who's... They're, uh, so, little little metal history lesson for you. Slipknot, uh, the whole band, so there's nine uh, members in the band. Right. Everyone wears a mask. Yes. Mask on stage. I know that. They play uh, they drums. All, they a lot all of drummers. Uh, there are there's a lot of percussion. Can drummers. So uh, one of the founding members <laughs> is uh, Sean Cran, mm-hmm. uh, who goes by the moniker Clown. Okay. Uh, he is number <laughs> six, uh, <clears throat> and he does a lot of the percussion. Okay. Uh, and uh, who's to your bring it back into the show? Yeah. Uh, one of the percussion instruments is a keg. Nice. Love it. So it's a great idea. He hits he hits a keg with a bat. Yeah. Uh, and I love it's it's a fucking cool sound in the middle of a song. <laughs> That's fantastic. Um, and the frontman is uh, Corey Taylor. Yes, Corey Taylor. I did know the frontman name. Also of uh, Stone Sour. That's correct. Great vocalist. I just got a word from Long Beach uh, Brewing Company. They were going to call in, but they're, it's a late night for them. So uh, appreciate. Ooh. The fuck there, was that? That's a text message. It says, "Go fuck yourself." Okay. Oh, all right. Oh, Graz. That was Graz. 
I love we you, miss buddy. you. We do miss you. Graz, this one's going to be for you. Uh, it's the work with Mike and Pete, GovsRadio.com. This is the start of season number two. We reached out across the country and over the globe, as Pete said, and we heard from a lot of people all over. Thanks, everyone, for calling in. Thanks for the breweries that gave us uh, a little bit of history and some information. Uh, we really enjoyed everything you guys had, and hopefully uh, we can make our way uh, to your brewery, uh, Cypress Harbor I've been to, but over to Island to Island and even up to Ontario. I know I'm going to probably eventually take a trip to Niagara, so it's not that far away from there. Um, what we have on store, what we have in store for the rest of the year, Pete, um, we're going to try to do some festivals. We're going to try to reach out beyond uh, Long Island and the breweries here and go into Queens and Brooklyn, um, kind of travel a little bit, hopefully a little more in the, the warmer weather time, maybe get over to uh, Ross and Red Tank and, sure. and see what they're doing over there and, and broadcast from there. Um, it's been great, man. I, was, uh, you, I had fun, dude. You had a lot of fun. I, Two and a half hours, zero breaks. Zero breaks. <laughs> I know we went straight through. I don't even have to edit anything, which is no amazing. Shit, right? It's unbelievable. Good stuff. All right. Thanks don't a lot for everyone. Don't forget to have your pets spayed and neutered. That's right. The work with Mike and Pete, GovsRadio.com. <laughs> We're going to see you in about two weeks where our next schedule will be TBD. Check us out on our Instagram, The Word, a podcast all separated by underscores. Check out our replays on iTunes, on uh, not Spotify yet, uh, on the Hopped Up Network, on Laughable, and, of course, right here on GovsRadio.com. <laughs> and YouTube, by the way. Our video's been up there the whole time, and it'll basically be ready for Cheers. viewing right after. Cheers, everyone. Everyone have a good night. Work with Mike and Pete. We out. Well, that's two hours of your life that you'll never get back. Are you kidding me? Please hang up and try again. This has been the Words on Govs Radio. I hope you're drunk enough.